Blog Talk Radio. Use the 
to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. For everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, 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 peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. This is your host for the evening, the brother Red Pill, soon to be joined by my co-host, the brother Blue Pillar. All right. Uh, Peace to the family. Peace to everybody that's joining us. Uh, We will open up the uh, chat room as soon as my co-host, joins us. We will get to the chat room very promptly. Uh, I want to say love and light to the family. It's been a minute. Uh, hopefully everybody is joining us in um, the finest of health, mentally, physically, spiritually, economically on this powerful, powerful new moon, this wonderful new moon. I'm sure that uh, everybody has the ability to look outside of their window uh, unless you're on the West Coast, I don't think it, uh, the sun set as of yet, but, you know, it still might be out there. You know how you have the sun and the moon out at the same time. This is a very powerful harvest moon. We're going to uh, build a little bit about that before we get into our show tonight, all right, because this is definitely the night, as we always do on full moon and new moons, we take some time out to share some information with the family about invocations, what the moon actually uh, is, what frequencies is resonating on, you know what I mean, what constellation it's in. You know, just all of that information, we're going to share that with you tonight so you can take full advantage of this window because that's exactly what it is. It's a window of opportunity for you to tap into and to power up, Okay to take advantage of those seeds that you're planted because this is the harvest moon. So, you know, the same way uh, that you apply harvesting to agriculture would be the same way that our ancestors applied this harvest moon to, um, you know, this situation. So the seeds that we've been planting through the summer, okay, because we're, we're about to hit the fall equinox, so all of the seeds that were planted throughout the summer, you know what I'm saying, all of the moves that you were making, all of the planning that you were doing, all of the goals that you have put in front of you, you know, it's time to harvest that. We are going into the season of, you know, similar to what you see with the squirrels, okay, where they gather the food, okay, to prepare for the winter solstice which will come, you know, which will basically, you know, uh, that that signifies the the death of crops, things of that nature. So it's very important to have things stacked up, you know what I mean, that shoebox, 
you know, put things to the side, you know what I'm saying, have that extra food put away just that just in case, you know, it's ironic that on the, uh, around the same time of the harvest moon, we are experiencing uh, legislator, legislation and Senate dealing with the cutting of the food stamps, okay? You have a bill that is on the floor right now that they're proposing a humongous slash in the uh, food stamp program, all right? They're threatening to slash funding that a lot of people, okay, statistically-wise, people that I know personally are um, using the uh, foods, the system to uh, put food on their table, okay? So they're threatening the harvest, you know what I'm saying? They're threatening the means that people have to feed themselves and their babies and whatnot. They're trying to make they're trying to make it real in the field, you know. So we're going to deal with the rituals, some of the rituals that we can deal with, and, you know, just some of the uh, simple, um, just some of the simple practices that you could take take place that could take place right now, not tomorrow, you know what I'm saying, not later, but you take advantage of the now, because that's where the power is. Okay, so I'm even, I even have to, you know, take my own advice and finish writing down my invocation. I already went ahead and put uh, some of the stones, some of the sacred stones that I carry with me into some water, placed them outside so they could charge up in the moonlight and whatnot and, um, you know, purify. So, uh, you know, we're going to do this together. You know what I'm saying? We're going we're gonna to walk this dog together. All right? Um, before we even begin, because we didn't broadcast on Tuesday, I want to send love and light and condolences to anybody who may have been affected by the uh, shooting that took place on Monday in Washington, D.C., when the brother, um, Alexis, this is his last name, uh, a brother, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if everybody is familiar with the news report, you know what I'm saying? But it was definitely all over the news, you know, but I know that a lot of family don't participate in the, uh, news cycles or, you know, tell out, telling lies to your vision and things of that nature. So, I mean, and to be honest with you, I'm just sharing the story that was given through the uh, newswire, okay? Um, I don't even know if the brother that they're plastering his face all over the television is saying that he was the shooter. You don't even know if he was the shooter, you know what I'm saying? Like, you weren't there. You haven't heard from anybody that you know around your on your block that you trust to say that they saw him shooting people, you know, all that we know. And I don't even, we don't even know if he's deceased. They just said that he's deceased. They said that they killed him. They said that he was the shooter. They spoke about some of the issues that the brother had, according to police reports. They are raising concerns about 
his the fact that he was mentally unstable due to psycho, psycho, psychotropic drugs. Um, we spoke about that on many occasions. Um, I even um, shared with the family that, you know, uh, my grandmother, rest in peace, who made transition on the 31st of August, you know, I was, um, I witnessed the dangers and the downside of what psychotropic drugs can do to one because she was actually placed on psychotropic drugs and I saw how it ravaged her and her mental state, you know what I mean, and how her mental state deteriorated into dementia um, for almost a decade, okay, and it was very painful to watch and to experience and to live through and whatnot, and I'm just happy that she's in a better place, you know what I mean? So I personally can speak from a personal, you know, uh, position to the fact that I've seen these um, psychotropic, what they even try to call medication, what it can do to a person who is, you know, in their right mind one minute, okay, they're sane, and they're, they're able to um, speak to you very, in a loving manner, you know what I'm saying, all kind of things, and then weeks later, the, the person will act like that they don't even know you, and they could be speaking different languages and just be totally out of their mind. Like, I, I've i never even seen what they call... um what do they call that, uncontrolled substances or, you know, those drugs. Like, I haven't even seen that do something, things like this to a person. The, the worst, you know, well, you got your crack cocaine and, and, and heroin and whatnot. I know that it has severe effects on people's mental state and it deteriorates their body and things of that nature. But it has not done what I've seen these pills and these drugs do to people for the residents in New York City if you've ever you know journeyed down 125th Street that took a trip to Lexington Avenue and 125th Street that's the crossroads <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about that's like the crossroads between hell and the loony men you see what I'm saying because the um the, the 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 Wards Island. There's an island called Wards Island. that's right off of Manhattan Island, and it's a small strip that has all of the health, mental health facilities, and um, you know, the crazy house and whatnot. And the the public transportation, the bus that goes to Wards Island, stops right there on 125th Street in Lexington. Not to mention that historically that's been an area where a lot of dope fiends have um, converged and things of that nature. So it's a port. It's like it's 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 a portal right there. Like it's it's one of the like I don't know if you step into the wrong portal over there, that shit could send you into like the eighth underworld. Like you'll see some things that you never thought that you could see, and you know. It's 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 just weird, man. It's weird, you know what I'm saying? The way that they got that thing set up. But um, a lot of people there are on psychotropic um, medication, 
a lot of people, some people miss them. You could tell that they miss their meds for the day because there's a lot of a lot of a lot of mental health issues going on on one corner simultaneously, like in in many different areas. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a sight to see. I might capture it on tape one day just to show the family what's going on in Zombie Land. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know they said that the brother was um on these drugs. Of course, he was a veteran. Um, he he was coming out of the service. Shout out to all of the brothers and sisters that are currently in the service, and the ones who have um have honorable discharges. They are no longer in the service. Um, you know, I know I have a cousin who works at the VA hospital in Manhattan downtown. And he gives me reports about what's going on, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, if you follow the news and whatnot, you have an idea about the um, the rate of suicides, and the rate of homicides, and just the rate of people with post-traumatic syndrome, that post-9-11 illnesses and things of that nature. And, you know, that's why a show like this tonight is very important. We're bringing our brother Seth L. back on the show, we're bring we're welcoming we're welcoming our brother Seth L, who is the CEO of Pure Body Awareness, back in the building. Okay, and um, you know this brother is um, a good friend of mine from uh, from high school days. Like we go way back. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've seen the brother. Uh, transition into who he is today. I'm very proud of him. You know, I salute the brother. You know what I'm saying? He's seen me and my brother transform and go through our many phases and whatnot into who we are today. So, you know, we can relate to each other. And the brother's doing good work. Everybody that's out there who has, you know, who's going up against this conglomerate that's called Big Pharma with their alternative, uh, you know, approach to healing and their approach to disseminating information and medication to the family, I have to, you know, I, I'm, I have to, I have to tip my hat. I got to tip my feds to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not easy. You know what I mean? Especially with everybody being, not everybody, but, you know, people being on their Obamacare or their Medicaid and things of that nature, they Blue Cross, and it's just easy to go ahead and make a co-payment and swipe a card and get some pills and whatnot and sedate yourself, you know what I mean? And you believe everything that Dr. Oz is saying to you, Dr. Phillip before that, you know what I mean? Or whatever white coat comes in front of you, you know, it's like the dope game, you know what I'm saying? Like if they got a good smile and whatnot, and the, and the skeeter, if they if they got if they know how to shoot that good game to you, you're gonna wind up on that table, or you're gonna wind up taking that prescription, whatever it is that they may prescribe to you. Even if there's side effects, you might go in for a runny nose, and the side effects is like you might be erectile dysfunctional, <laughs> or you might lose your liver or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, or your toenail might fall off. You know what I mean? Because you just went for a bump on your cheek. But, you know, that's, it. I mean, that's just the way that the world is these days, man. You know what I mean? But um, 
for the brothers and sisters that have chosen the alternative route and the holistic approach, the homeopathic approach, you know what I mean? Like, you are going up, um, you know, and, and I've, I've witnessed it firsthand by being the son of a mother who dedicated, who has dedicated to this day, she's still on her journey, her life to healing, you know what I'm saying, against all odds. She was doing it because it's trendy now, you know what I mean, like it's cool, Whole Foods is here, Trader Joe's is here. I'm speaking of an era where it was completely taboo. It was laughed at. It was ridiculed. White people wasn't even eating healthy. You know what I'm saying? They, they was just jogging. There was, you know, the, the whole herbal movement was frowned upon. It was looked down upon. You know, you, you know, you were being called weirdo and all of these things. And I'm speaking about just in the 80s. Like, for people who just got onto this wave, you may think that it's always been here, but I'm here to let you know that this is a new paradigm. Very new paradigm, okay? This is a brand new paradigm. This whole health craze, this health rush, and all of that. This this is very new, okay? The the more the most healthiest they was doing was drinking tea back then. It wasn't about there wasn't no moringa, you know what I'm saying? Niggas wasn't on their green juices. They didn't have smoothie stores and all of that stuff. Like like all of that is a brand new paradigm built off of the research in the backs of not just melanated health uh, um, specialists like Dr. Sabi and Dr. Africa and Queen of Four and people like that. No, you have Europeans that put in their work. You have Asians. You have Indians, people of different nationalities that, you know, contributed and whatnot research-wise and product-wise and things of that nature. So it's a universal thing. But it's, brand, it's part of this whole new age thing. It's new, you know. It's very new, and they climbed up a lot of mountains. They 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 swam upstream to get this information to the family. So for the brother to pick up the baton and pick up the torch as a young brother, and to be and to go heavy into his research, because I don't hear from the brother only once in the blue moon. You know what I'm saying? Because he's busy putting together the business and doing the research, creating the products, making sure the products work, you know what I mean, by having people that he's healing and things of that nature, and then he comes back to the family with the um, results and whatnot. So I salute him, you know what I'm saying. He's well needed um, for the brothers and sisters, like I said, that are coming back from these tours of duty with all of these inoculations, and all kind of other things for the brothers and sisters that are coming out of the system, okay, the jail systems, the prison complex industry where they're doing all kind of experiments, experiments and whatnot, testings, shooting people up, putting stuff in your food, you know what I'm saying? It ain't just saltpeter anymore, you know what I'm saying? It's all, it's all kind of other things, especially if you were caught up in a system where you was in a private jail, a private prison and whatnot. You know, um, some of the family have children that are on medication. Okay, this information is for you. Dr. Umar Johnson does a very good job with breaking the spell and lifting the veil on 
the um the industry the uh the school industry that racket that uh this this taking place where they're placing the children on Prozac, Zoloft and uh all these other kind of mind altering therosine and all of these other kind of uh um what they call legal drugs and whatnot, but they're creating gateways to become for these children to become, you know, dope fiends and all kind of other things. You know what I'm saying? And and to be programmable, you know, to be triggers. Similar to what we're seeing with um all of these mass shootings. Let's just take a poll. You have the Batman shooter, right? The brother uh, the the white boy Caucasian who went up and shot the movie theater up. He was on medication. Okay, you got George Zimmerman who shot our dear friend Trayvon Martin. He was on medication. They didn't talk about that at the trial. He was heavily medicated. He was on some mind altering drugs. You have Adam, the young, uh, the white, the the Caucasian, twenty year old white boy. In Connecticut, the shot up the school with all of the babies in it. He was on medication, and another another similar thing that we're not putting into that whole equation is this: they were all known to be avid video game players. Okay, for all of my Madden heads out there, y'all, y'all safe. You know, y'all niggas just playing football and whatnot. But these people were playing, you know, all of those tour. What's that? The, the the Call of Duty, it was going hard with you know, uh, what what um, what, and look at the irony in all of this. The same week that you get the shooting, what happens? They drop Grand Theft Auto Five, and what does it do? Almost a billy, eight hundred million in one week. Okay, so what happens is. You have these mind-altering drugs that take your mind and take your psyche into places that it's almost hard, especially with these video games, with the graphics, the way that the CGI and everything is so realistic these days, the simulation. It's almost, it's almost as if you could get lost, okay? If you, if you lose a grip on reality, it's almost as if you could get lost into these games and it could become so realistic and lifelike that you may lose um, a grip on what's real and what's not, okay? Like in Grand Theft Auto, when you're just pulling people out of their whip and then you hop in in a ride, driving down a block, you just stop and just spray the block up and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Like you could do, you, you, you may think that you could do that in real life, on certain kind of medication, it may it may speak to you like the like the dude was saying that he was hearing voices. People were talking to him through the ceiling and through the wall and whatnot. They were telling him to do things. These things are real. These things actually can happen on certain medications. So if you're playing these video games, let's just say that you may have some built up angst or some built up anger. Or you may have daddy issues or mommy issues or core issues that you don't have any way to express it. So the way that you express it is you get into the video game world and just kill everything, okay? You just wipe out cities and, 
you know, you 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 you're doing the the good old American flag. You know what I'm saying? You're doing a tour duty for your country, so you're killing all of these evil Taliban and all of that other stuff. And you're just you're you're on the uh, the Xbox on your Xbox Live in it, so you're linked up to people all around the world and shit. And you have these killer squads and whatnot, and you're you're like Blackwater. You're dropping in on people, and you're looking for Saddam and Osama and everybody, and you're just shooting up a storm, like. That could become slowly your reality. Like, you know what I mean? You may start riding the train now or driving through the through the hood. You know what I'm saying? And that line begins to blur. That line begins to blur. You know what I mean? You may be on a train and you hear people on the other down a few seats from you just carrying on, being super ratchet. Or you may be on 125th Street in Lexington and the zombies are just like walking around and it's starting to look like a scene from Resident Evil. The zombies are out. You just start reaching for your, your Sig Saga or you start reaching for that AR-15 and you just want to play the video game. You want to do what you did in the video game. You you feel like this shit is Grand Theft Auto. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm making an assessment from what I see. You know, that's the way that these news reports are coming back you know, there's a similar, when when there's a pattern, you can identify the pattern. The pattern is showing us that these children, impressionable minds, impressionable children, these are not, you know, these are 20-year-olds, you know, 25, dude was in his 30s, you know what I mean? They come up out of that generation and whatnot. Like, this is all that they really, they're being programmed and this is what they know. So, they're carrying out what it is that they know, you know. So you just got to watch that, you know. I'm not going to tell anybody how to raise their children, what to do with their children, you know what I'm saying. It's not, I don't feel like I'm in a position to even say how to raise your child and whatnot. I could give you advice, you know what I mean. I could tell you what works for me. My five-year-old doesn't know about, you know, all of those games. He, he's, he plays Nintendo Wii. You know what I'm saying? He's into, like, Mario Kart and things like that because he's five. You know what I'm saying? Like, as he grows older, if he wants to venture into that world, he plays Madden. He's into sports. He loves basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even want to introduce him to the concept of killing people. I don't want to introduce him to the concept of wiping out the whole damn uh, a whole city and whatnot so he could be the best killer over some other kids, some kid that he may be playing in Boise, Idaho. Like, no, that's not what that's not what we're doing over here. You know, so I'm going to just share what I do with mine. You know what I mean? But if your child is like four years old, I don't think that, you know, especially if he's in his development stages from one to seven, that shouldn't really be what he's developing to do. You know what I'm saying? Because he may be... He may grow into be one of these, look at these children in, in Chicago and Chirac. Look at these little children in Harlem. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm back in New York. The murder rate is going back up, all right? It was going down for a minute, but the shit is shooting back up. You know, he may be one of these little children in the A and whatnot. Like, little children is going outside, tearing up the block, you know what I mean, and laying laying it down, and it's like a video game to them. Okay, it's a straight video game to them. And, you know, 
they don't see it as real life. You know what I'm saying? They see this shit as a game. They see it as a sport. You know, until them cuffs go, until they get them cold, them cold bracelets to hit them, and they go into the big house, the pokey. Ain't no video games in there. You know, they get waking up to reality. See you know, that body laying there shaking. They don't get up and whatnot. Then reality smacks them. It's too late. So, you know, we're gonna deal with that tonight. Okay, definitely gonna deal with that tonight. Is my co-host with us tonight? Is he here yet? Okay, still waiting for the co-host to call in. All right, and if my guest is in the building, we are going to get with you in one minute, Brother Seth. Just give us a moment. Uh, Brother Blue is on his, uh, he has to open up the uh, the chat and the call queue, and we're going to get to you, we're going to bring you in and whatnot. All right, so before we even begin, I just want to cover um, an event taking place in the city at the National Black Theater tomorrow with my brother Azariah, Azazel, otherwise known as Azazel, and his beautiful wife, Sister Majaid, the jeweler to the gods and the goddesses. Um, Let me read this flyer real quick. Give me one second. One All right. It's called Paranature, the Supernatural. Saturday or Saturn Day, September 21st, at the National Black Theater. That's 125th Street, between 5th Avenue and Madison. Donations are $20, and vendors are $30. Doors will open up at 2 p.m., all right? So we're going to be talking about nature, spirits, Apollo, the plant magic, and the trees of life. And if anybody is familiar with the brother Azazel, you know that he goes into a plethora or a plethora of occult topics things of that nature. He's very informative. He's a chock full of information. He's also going to have Brother Tafik or Brother Dr. Shaka Zulu and um, a few more special guests. All right? So shout out to him and his queen, and um, hopefully I'll see them tomorrow. All right? Now, before we even get into the uh, program tonight, I'm going to just read something. I spoke about that that uh, moon, that full harvest moon in Pisces earlier today. So I'm going to share a status 
or a post by uh, a sister called a Genesis. Shout out to Sister Genesis out of Atlantis. All right, salute. She wrote something on um, Facebook, and I want to share it with the family. Uh, hopefully we may have. Hopefully we got our brother Cosmo on the call queue when uh, Blue Pill comes in. We'll see if we could get the brother in on the call as well to give a deeper aspect of what, what it is that we're dealing with with this Harvest Moon. But um, I'm going to go ahead and read this uh, quick breakdown, and then we're going to take it from there. All right. So she says, as a Virgo and lover of style and fashion, I must say I love fall. The colors, smells, spices, gatherings, clothing, sunsets, cider. I welcome this full moon and autumn equinox. Yay! September 19th, harvest full moon in Pisces. The moon makes us aware, sometimes painfully, of what we feel It heightens compassion, senses, intuition, and imagination. We grow intimate, feel permeable, intuitive, but may have to strengthen boundaries. Ugliness of soul or matter hurts. We need time in in the temple of our imagination. The harvest moons comes right before the equinox on Sunday, September 22nd. We are at another turning of the wheel of the year. Change is in the air. It's always good to set intentions at the solstices and equinoxes because cardinal energy initiates new action. As we move into the dark time of the year here in the north, we need to look at what we've harvested this year that will sustain us for the winter. Name what you have created for your life this year and set your intentions for now and the months to come. She has something called Healing Our Homework. It's again time to go within and write down what no longer serves you. Behaviors, associates, habits, routines, and let them go. She has that in capital letters. We only have three months left for 2013. So it is time to cleanse and stock up on enough inner fuel to boost your rockets to the finish line. Will you finish in time? I will race you there. Vroom. All right. And that's how she ended it. Ashe. And remember, family, always, it's not how you start the race, it's how you finish it, okay? So like she said, it's only three months left, all right? This has been a very interesting and, you know, trying, I mean, if anything, I'm sure I can speak for a lot of people, like 2013 wasn't no joke, okay? No joke. Got some people that say that you know, post twenty twelve after the twenty first, that 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 age of materialism and whatnot, that era of Maya, that illusion is over. 
and we are in the spiritual realm right now. We are definitely have entered into an age of spirituality and, you know, we're just seeing the deterioration of the bygone era. And when I sit back and really think about it, there's, there's a lot of truths to that, you know what I'm saying, because a lot of things are being revealed. Like a lot of things that don't work, it just doesn't work anymore. You know, there's no playing around with it. There's no tippy-toeing. Like either it works or it doesn't. You know, a lot of people are um, discarding what it is that they feel is that extra weight. You know what I'm saying? I've seen a lot of people shed a lot of pounds and lose a lot of excess. You know what I'm saying? Um, You know, there's a lot of talk on the social networks especially since I got back to New York. I mean, if I had a dollar for everybody that was talking about they're questioning, you know, consciousness, they're questioning what works, they're questioning their journey, they're questioning their mission, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people are in limbo, you know what I mean? I'm just being real. Like a lot of people are basically stuck. They don't know which way to go. I'm hearing people talk about, that they're ready to just go back to the streets. You know what I'm saying? I'm hearing people talk about that they're ready to just go back to eating meat and whatnot. They're just ready to just give up. So that's that energy. That's that Scorpio and Saturn. You know what I mean? Like, that shit washed me up in the, in the summertime. It beat, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it was giving me some licks. You know what I'm saying? So I know the power and the intensity of the era that we're in. You know what I'm saying? I know the the power and the intensity of that Scorpio and Saturn. You know what I mean? It's very, very, very real. But you cannot fold under that weight. Can't you can't let that thing weigh you down. You can't fold under that pressure. Because, you know, it's um I don't know. Like I don't know what to say. You know, you didn't I'm sure you didn't get this far just to uh drop the ball. So, um, you know, definitely take advantage of this moon. Like we said, the invocations, write down your invocations on a piece of paper. I usually write down ten invocations. You know what I'm saying? We don't do wishes. That's too passive. We go and we invoke our powers. We speak it more confidently. You know what I'm saying? I easily invoke the power of love. I easily... Or, you know, I eagerly invoke the power. I eagerly invoke abundance and prosperity in my endeavors. Things like that, you know what I'm saying? Speak it speak it with power into existence. You know, um, I can't speak for anybody else but myself. Everybody knows what they're dealing with and what they want to invoke. So this is a personal thing. Um, and you go ahead and you set, you set it out. And if you are in a relationship, if you're with your significant other, this is an excellent time to, um, you know, visual visualize. You know what I mean? Use that that magic of the bonding that you and your mate have. You know what I'm saying? That magic, that sex magic, okay? It doesn't necessarily have to be intercourse. You know, it could be a tantric kind of thing. It just could be an attraction. You could be courting someone at this level. You know what I mean? You could be on a date. Use the energy of that attraction, of that magnetism to set forth um, your intentions about what it is that you want to manifest. And um, 
if you and your mate are on the same page and y'all agree on on many things, then talk about what it is that you want to manifest. Have it in her mind's eye. Put it in her mind's eye. Have it in your eyes, in your third eye, in your mind. And then when you get together and y'all become one, you should be thinking about one thing. And that's what it is that you focus on when you're in that sacred space. Okay? And you'll be surprised how quickly and how efficiently that will manifest. Now, I mean, we all want that yacht. I, you know, I saw the super yacht. I know how it looks. It has those black tenant windows. and the, You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody wants a super yacht. But we have to be practical when we do our invocations about what it is that we want. We have to, if you got the super boat, then hell yeah, shoot. Your next upgrade is the super yacht. But if you got the Toyota and you're trying to jump into the super yacht, I don't think so. Like, it's not going to come that fast. Like, you may get a job working on a super yacht, but I don't know if you're going to manifest the super yacht overnight. So, you know, if you're in the Toyota, you know what I'm saying, get into the Lexus and then jump into something else after that. Like, let's take this thing by the steps. You know, just be practical, okay? I know that Floyd got $40 million. You're not going to get $40 million for your next fight. Okay, you might fight to do that job. You're not gonna get. You might get forty ounces or whatnot, but you're not gonna get forty million. So be practical. Okay, you may want to get a raise or something, or you you know whatever whatever it is. But don't just just be practical. Okay, just be very practical. But it works. Okay, it definitely works. You know, so like I said. We are still waiting for my uh, co-host to call in. All right. Let me see. Uh, matter of fact, hold on one second. Let me see. Something. Let me check my messages real quick. Yeah, shout out to Tyreek Nasheed. Brother has the Hidden Color Three on Kickstarter. Okay, he is. Um, he's been posting pictures. I saw a picture with him and David Banner. David Banner, yeah. David Banner is conscious. Yo, Hellrell is conscious, babe. Yo, Chingy is conscious. Go on his Instagram. Like this shit is taking this crazy. Like everybody's conscious. Like conscious is the new gay. You know how niggas used to be like conscious is the new gay rapper. You know what I'm saying? Yo, so-and-so is this gay rapper. Like, now so-and-so is conscious. Really? Word? Stop playing. Like, that's the new gay rapper is conscious. But, you know, he got um, Chingy. No, he got David Banner and Hidden Colors 3. Hidden Colors 3 is going to focus on racism, or Hidden Colors 3 is focusing on the problem or the issue or the myth of racism. I don't know wholeheartedly what's the title and whatnot, but he has a trailer out. It's on his Kickstarter commercial. He is uh, raising funds to promote the same way that he did with Hidden Colors 2. Um, I saw a posting of him and Umar. Yeah, Umar's back on board for part three. He's in the building. So check it out, okay? It's on either his Facebook page or if you are savvy enough with your surfing abilities, you can surf over there to Kickstarter. 
put Hidden Colors 3. He has some um, perks for the family due to the level of investment. I believe if you invest like 500, you're going to really be hooked up. You're going to be, you might have the Hidden Colors gear. You might have a ticket on the way. You know what I'm saying? You might have a front seat. Who knows? Like, you just might be that dude. But uh, he has perks for people based upon, you could get five, you could give 20, you could give 50, 100, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to every single person, love and light to everything that y'all about who has contributed to the Know the Ledge Media Fund. We love you. Uh, we are taking all of the contributions and making things happen. Um we are definitely going to update everybody on the progress of the mobile app that we're developing, as well as other things that have been taking place in the interim. Um, for anybody who maybe you know uh, who wants to add on, because we all know that the best nation is a donation, and we are nation building. It's GoFundMe.com backslash Nova Ledge Media. That's go, like the green light, fund, F-U-N-D, like funding, fundraising, me, M-E, dot com, backslash or forward slash left, right, depending on what hand you write with, no, the ledge, okay, media, like media, like M-E-D, I-A, and then you'll find us up there. I think we're, like, right there near our goal, so we just need a few people to uh, push it over, you know what I mean? Get us there, get us over that hump, and uh, everything will be okie-dory, and we will be able to make things manifest. But um, we are humbled by the support that we've been getting from everybody uh, across the board and those beautiful messages that they've been leaving us. And it's really, um, it really helps, you know what I'm saying? It really helps us, you know, with what it is that we're doing. You know what I'm saying? We've never did this before in our three and a half years of existence. So just to do it and then see the response, it's basically showing us that we've been doing the right thing all of this time. So that's what's up. All right. And, um, you know, we got some more things coming too. But um yeah, that's what's going on. Um shout out to the dude to my brother that I seen today in the library. You know what I'm saying? This shit is like fight club. No ledge people it's like this is starting to seem like fight club, you know what I'm saying? 'Cause I was asking him, he was uh the brother was uh in charge of the computers and whatnot. So, you know, I just went over to him innocently, like, yo, peace, brother. Um, can you tell me where I can find this this and that computer at? And he was like, yo, I like the show. I like the program. And it just blew me away because I was like, word? Like, oh, shit, you listen to? I'm feeling like Brad Pitt and Fight Club. Like, this is a secret society. We need black hoods and all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to the brother. You know what I mean? Very, uh, very respectful and whatnot. And um, that's what it is. But let me go ahead and check these messages real quick. Let me see if the Brother Blue um, reached out.
Give me one second. Dr. King and the march 
and people were sitting in, in, in the sit-ins at the lunch counters and whatnot. And I'm going to say it like this. I am not arrogant or nor am I, you know, that I would never take away or talk down on my ancestors who, in my opinion, were some of the bravest and, you know, most honorable melanated Moors, okay, because I refuse to call them colored or Negroes, melanated Moors. These were warriors who walked this planet in the 30s, in the 40s, in the 50s. The stuff that they went up against in the deep south, okay, face-to-face with this with a monster who would basically tell you that he won't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't only tell you to your face that he would kill you. He would go ahead and kill you, okay? And you knew that he would get away with it. So for the Freedom Bus Riders, for the brothers who got beat crossing the bridge and whatnot when they were marching in Selma, for the brothers and sisters who it, it, took, a, it took a level of bravery to endure that kind of abuse to endure that kind of persecution. I'm talking about small towns in the South where you could get lost. People could, you, you, you could get, you could come up missing very easily. All right. I would never talk down or act like that that was ineffective or that they were playing themselves because to be honest with you, there was a lot of movements. Now, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna become divisive. I'm gonna just keep it right where it's at. I'm gonna just say that I have to salute the brothers and sisters who endured those trials and tribulations, and their intention and their heart was to see our people prosper and to see our people, you know, move forward and rise up in a level of life that we previously were not at. I spoke to my father who gave me more of an insight about the purpose of the movement when it was taking place and it wasn't to be included in white society or to be accepted by white people. It was the right to just be wherever you wanted to be. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing wrong with that. It was the right to tell if my son wanted to drink water from a certain fountain to be like, go ahead and drink. If you want to sit down or go to the bathroom somewhere, it's like, shoot, you going to the bathroom. We we up in here. Like, nobody's going to tell me that we're not going to be able to go take a leak or number two in this bathroom that we, you know what I'm saying, if he got to go to the bathroom, we're talking about the color bathroom is always, no, we're going to this bathroom right here. If my feet hurt and I get on the bus and I want to take a seat, I'm going to sit wherever the hell I want to sit because this is my country, my land, even before you people got here. You know what I'm saying? If you, if, 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 you know, if that's not the case, you know, challenge me. Show and prove that that's not the case. So that's more so what this thing was about. What happened afterwards, how they, how they, what they did with the paperwork and where we at now, where statistics show that, um, you know, numbers-wise, we haven't improved over the decades and whatnot, you can't put that on the shoulders of our elders. 
what the hell have you done? You niggas was out there selling crack and all of that stuff and destroying each other. You know, you wasn't that you wasn't all pro black then. You know what I'm saying? Like, what were you doing then for the for the for the for the upliftment of fallen humanity? You was helping that shit fall deeper. And I'm not persecuting nobody or judging them or whatnot, but we can't be that arrogant to throw rocks. So I be hearing a lot of people trying to shoot at the civil rights movement, call it ineffective and things of that nature. Maybe they didn't know, you know, what the Moors know in in the age of information right now. Maybe they didn't know what, you know, what some of the Moors knew back then, what Drew Ali was bringing to the table. Like, maybe they didn't know, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it, it's it, maybe it was our job to share some of that information. I tell you one thing, I would love to see a movie about, the world through the eyes of, you know, a Garveyite or a nation of is a member of the nation of Islam throughout the um like from the twenties to the thirties to the forties to the fifties to the sixties to the seventies. Like show me the world through Elijah's eyes as opposed to a butler's eyes. All right, you give me the butler, cool. But let me what was the world looking like through a Garveyite's eyes. What was the world looking like through a Moor's eyes? What was the world looking like through, you know, somebody, a FOI or whatnot? You know what I mean? Like, because I know in their world, it, you wouldn't see some of the passiveness and, you know, what some people may deem Uncle Tom tendencies and behaviors that you tend to see in these movies where. 90 80% of the time throughout the movie, the person who's supposed to be the head rule or the hero is, has the, his or her head down, you know what I mean? And you may get that little triumphant moment where a nigga picks his head up, and then that's like the, oh, everybody's clapping and standing up because he finally picks his or her head up. Like, you know, we need a little bit more than that. Give me Selassie's biography. Give me Marcus Garvey's biopic. You feel me? Give me um, Toussaint. You know what I mean? Like, what happened to that movie? Like, give me that movie. You know what I mean? Like, give me um, give me Drew Ali's biography. You feel me? Shit, give me Bumpy Johnson's biography if need be. Because he was a little more, you know, he was going up against the Guineas and whatnot. He was battling the Italians. You know? Like, give me some of that. Or... You feel I would like me? to see that. You, you feel what I'm saying? Like, like, give me, you this know, give real me. real cinematic, talking to lions and all of that. Painting lions. Painting lions, step on bomb. Holy, like, show holy me. grail, bloodlines and all of that. Like, that's some you real flyers. Show me how to rock. Show me how men lick, lick the Italians. Show me how to lead the nation. Oh, some of the Mauritian shorties in there. Burr. We need you need powerful depictions like that. So and, 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 yeah, in in the era of you know movie making, where people who have budgets, they have studios and whatnot, they they choose to give you you know um, a rehashed. They keep rehashing a period. They they won't veer. They won't steer away I mean, from. 
Say it again? We, we, yeah, we just need not to be clueless about why these things are presented in a way in which they are. You know, you were speaking earlier, and I heard the majority of your conversation, which was excellent, by the way. Um, you were speaking earlier about the, the, the battle between paradigms, you know what I'm saying, and, and those that are going to get stuck in between the ships, those that still pledge allegiance to a bygone era, that being the age of, of Pisces, you know, mm-hmm. during this particular shifting time, whether it's something that just happened post-21st or, as Raku has said, has happened hundreds of years ago, it's still in this dawning stage where, you know, we're still dealing with that shift in between time of consciousness. Some people are still stuck. And for them, you know, they're, they're laying those particular traps where they have people stuck in the 18th century and, and you know, or antebellum south, things of that nature, or Jim mm-hmm. Crow era, what have you. You know, all of these things are, for, for those that identify with them, and are aggravated by them, you know, and allowing the emotional state to have physical changes on them. Because, you know, people entertaining anger about these particular issues, all of that metabolizes into something that's going to be identifiable in terms of a physical manifestation or disease. Yes, it is. So we, we, we just need to be totally honest with ourselves and say that, um, and, and it's, it's it's not, you know, somebody made a post on one of my Law 44 posts, and it was like, brother, is this going to save the black people of the world? You know, we don't need no laws and scientists that's, you know, in other words, futile, right? I'm trying to tell mm-hmm. them that to one of these prophets that came, and, but people kill their prophets. That's what people are into. And I'm not even saying that I'm a prophet. I'm saying that, um, you know, the law of 44 is prophecy, yet still one utilizes it is, is how one chooses to utilize it and go about it. You know, if I choose to enter the realm of entertainment to deal with it, to point something out, to give somebody eyes so that now they can see that that's where I got to meet them and find them at, then so be it. I'm sure that there are other people out there that are using those dynamics teach as well. But I, I'm saying all that to say that, um, you know, um, everyone is not going to make it. So even like Bruce Lee, when he said to be like water, you know, during this particular time, especially under this particular moon, understanding the influence that the full moon has on the water, you know, you must really study being like water and you must understand this this seasonal change that we're going through is the same thing what we're talking about with these particular paradigms or these ages. They're going through seasonal changes as well. Some things will shift over, you know. And um, you have people that either there's biblical, quote-unquote, revelation times playing out, whether you believe in them or not, or they're being orchestrated to play out in this particular way. So you have a lot of recurring themes in these these stories that we're watching, and people get so emotional and they get enraptured by incidents 
while mm-hmm. totally overlooking the cause of things, or better yet, the bigger symbolism, what's being said, you know what I'm saying? So you'll find a recurrent theme of Michael occurring in all of these stories, connected to all of these threads, okay? And people are so quick to remove themselves from the Bible, but everyone that we're talking about, you know what I'm saying, has some sort of connection that goes back to that particular text in one way or another. Even, you know, you might have some people that teach outside of all of those quote-unquote three religions but still might carry the energy of one of those biblical um, nomicultures like Brother Polite might have New Covenant, and that doesn't deal with Christianity, Islam, or Judaism, and he has his own system and his own way of things, but he still represents the Mikhail energy. Mm-hmm. That's his fucking name. You understand? So these things are taking place and they're playing out. You know, um heard you talking about the Alexis dude, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that false flag operation and what have you. And, you know, like I said, it, it, it just is... If, if if those care, if those who care to look, you know, as they said in that text, if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, you know, then you're going to identify the writing on the wall because it's there for everyone to see. There are going to be some very extreme challenges to take place on this earth. And for the job that you are unwilling to do, for the fact that you can't come up with the plan to get this man off this land, you know what I'm saying, and wrestle his powers, his quote-unquote powers, or whether you call it his illusionary power, you know, which is which is strangling and stifling this, this earth, this organism that we call Mother Earth, you know, there's going to be some sort of intervention, whether it's by forces of nature or anything else that I'm not even going to get into. But, you know, that energy is present, and, and the energy is also you know, present that you can tap into and create and do your own thing. You know, all the bumping of the gums has to come to a stop at some point. You know, instead of picking up a brick to throw it, pick up a brick and start a foundation, start building, you know what I'm saying, start constructing that thing that will represent your new paradigm, your new world, your new community. You know what I'm saying? Create a way, make a way, and stop pointing fingers and hating being so minuscule in your thinking that you attribute so much power and control to a fucking man who can't even stand the sun. But he got you running in circles. So it's atrocious, but at the same time, you know, it's beautiful. All depends on what side of the street you're standing on and what you're seeing coming up the block. You know, I choose to see the glory in it all. You know, I, I finally arrived. I met my my life's mission, and you know, I'm, I'm a lot of things happening in my life for my in regards to for my business at this particular time. Many changes, many doors are opening. You know, and even like this past Tuesday, can't always be there in time to be on the air because some things happen and they come out of ten there that you can't even plan for and certain things must take precedent at this particular point because this business is important. You know? Mm-hmm. Indeed, so 
Because ain't nobody going to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be days when we're here to do this work, and there's going to be days when we're not here because we're doing the other side of the work. And, and both of these works, you know what I'm saying, are, are pretty much one and the same. They both are tools and devices, okay, specifically furnished for the uplifting of fallen humanity. My product, Seven Hundred Seamoss, Sogo Water is furnished for the uplifting of fallen humanity. At this particular time, on the West Coast, many people are, are opening up to that particular reality and, and taking note to what CMOS is and what it does and the benefits of it. So I'm, I'm dealing in a populace in a place where almost 99% of the people don't even know what CMOS is, let alone the fact that it's good for them because of um, it having the highest concentration of iodine naturally form an iodine of any plant on the planet. And iodine is what the body needs at this time to ward off radiation, poisoning. And right now, Fukushima's going through it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So, like, even what I was building with them with last week or last month is not comparable to what we're experiencing now. There was just a 5.3 earthquake that hit Fukushima two days ago, B. Two days ago, 5.3, you know, and we're not getting uh, up to the second ticket information on what the latest developments are, you know, saying what was damaged as a result of that particular earthquake. Okay, Aton Edwards was on his program and he was talking about, you know, one of the gravest scenarios that the people that um, were watching this thing you know, one of the gravest scenarios that they were surmising was, was that, an earthquake hitting, you know, that particular um, facility again. And that just took place. Mm-hmm. And now this weekend they are under threat of having one of the biggest monsoons of the year gush through that area on Sunday, you know? On the equinox? On the equinox, go figure, all right? Shout out to the family. Shout out to the family out there. This Equinox will be our anniversary and celebration of the KTL Cruise to Mexico. Okay? It will. KTL Cruise to Mexico was, was legendary for a lot, a lot of different reasons, some of which we'll speak about, some of which, you know, we don't need to speak publicly about. The family that was on the trip bore witness to a lot of things that took place. And, um... Yeah, you know, that's 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 an unveiling that continues to unveil. So we wanna definitely take time out and recognize that cycle of time, that, that year anniversary that we'll be coming up on very shortly. Okay? Can we get into our show? Absolutely. Is our guest in the <coughs> in the building? <coughs> <coughs> I actually don't see um, any 704 numbers up, if that's what we're waiting for. Hold on a minute.
Yeah, it would be a 704 number. It would be 704? Yeah, Brother Steph, if, if you are there, press 1. Yes, Brother, if you're with us on the call, please press 1 in the call queue, and we'll open your line and, you know what I'm saying, bring you into the bill. If not, find another way to inbox me if you're calling from another number because I'm seeing, you know, different hands go up and what have you, different area codes. All right, let me try this number because it keeps, his hand keeps flashing. All right, let me go to caller from the 404. Four four nine five one four four caller. Peace. Can you hear me? Greetings, Lawrence. Yes, yes, brother. Yes. How's it going, man? All is well. Well, please. All right, man. I've been listening to y'all for man for about an hour, but I've been online. I'm like, man, when are they gonna come to it? But a lot of things y'all been touching bases all the way back to when we was talking about selling crack to your own people to where, you know, you've been feeding it to where that white boy been doing and all that, the ignorance of it. You know, I was that, you know, to be real, which I was that, to where the spirit was speaking to me, to where here it is, you know that white boy put it out there and you're doing it anyway, now you're being that nigga that, he, that he's talking about. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just real talk. You know, you're being that nigga. And, 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 a, and a lot of things y'all touching bases on, it, it, it's, uh, like some things you said, that some people, like, they know some stuff they don't know, but some of them know it to where they ignore it to where when you're not in the, when y'all talking about the spiritual realm, when you're in the spiritual realm, you hear them, that that, that, that little soft voice that ain't going to nag you because the devil nag you, but when the truth and God speak, he just speaks softly and swiftly. That's right. You know, and, and it'll let you know it to where mm-hmm. there's a lot of things. It's a very recognizable voice. It ain't like that voice the homie said he was hearing in his head. It's not multiple voices. It's familiar. Right. You know what that voice is because you've right. heard it all weird. your life. It, it'll tell you the day, and then it might not send it to you maybe a month or two later. It'll say something to you to where, you know, you know you got to pay attention to it because it might make you sick in the stomach to where you know you know you need to be uh, taking here to it to where, That's you right. know, um, it has a lot to do with a sense of reality as well, to where, you know, I was heavy out there in, in the drug world, like this real talk, you know, to where a lot of things y'all say, you know, it ain't that it's just touching bases. It's real, man, to where, you know, the things they said out there before us, and a lot of it, when y'all was talking earlier, some of it they just don't know. Some of they don't know. Some of them they know it, but they just ignore it, to where you're dealing with the, the money, or to, to where you so used to not paying attention or you're not in the spiritual realm to where you're operating in the physicalness to where everything you're doing, it's going to manifest itself in the physicalness. And you're going to deal with the, uh, the, the consequences of it. Whether you realize it or not, things you're going through, it's because of the, the decisions you're making because you're not in the spiritual realm. But you constantly want this change. And, and, and the things you're doing, what you're doing that year, it'll set you back five years from now. You know, to that, that white boy, I already got it set up like that. 
to where the things we doing and not doing, you know, like you were talking about that house nigga when you were talking about the butler. I've been listening out for a long time, man. I've been been eager to, to, to say what I got to say. You know, that, that house yeah. nigga, you know, that that, 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 that it, it pisses me off to where you got these politicians, you house niggas to where I'm in Atlanta, to where mm. you sit back. Y'all sit back and let that black boy do stuff in your community, and you black police and you black prosecutors in New Jersey, y'all allow it, but automatically y'all know not to let it do it in Buckhead and that white boy community. He ain't going to let you do it. But you, if you're, you're, you'll go along with him in a joint venture in your own community, and he'll let you do it because it meets his agenda. That's right. And, 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 and it been gone over so long to where we call it the norm, but it's not the norm. With some stuff in it, I'm a disabled veteran too. I'm a disabled veteran, and, and, and I fell and I, I broke my neck in five places, uh, uh, and I was in the basement for two days in 2011. Thank God I didn't die. You know, to where all I moved was my index finger. Now I'm standing up and I'm moving around. And, and the things when I was in Korea, the Korean conflict, to where we start, we fight with other communities, other uh, countries. They doing it over here. You killing these black men, you murdering these black men. You murdering these black men. You murdering, uh, he made a certain move. You justify, no, no, no. You train to where when you go through them obstacles, to where when you jump out there and you got a lady with groceries on or you got a black man with something in his hand, you train uh, to know when to shoot, when not to shoot. Y'all shooting the kid at all times, even when he running. Y'all shooting, y'all doing headshots. The silhouettes, you know, yep. all that stuff. That's military training. I understand all of that. They, they, they do, right. they, they're killing, they're murdering. That's military stuff. All them tactics they probably use, that's military stuff. And they, they know how to use the legal terminology and go in the courts. And these white boys, these judges, prosecutors, when they use the legal terminology, uh, they know to fall in line to where they don't have to talk to each other. They know to go with them. Mm-hmm. Yep, you know, and when I talk about it, I'm going to tell you like this, man. It's going to come to the point where we as black men, we're going to deal with this with equal force. Because when you sit there and murder me or you want to um, come up on me with a hostile and aggressiveness when he calls, you just pulled me over for nothing, and, and, and you come in with aggressiveness, you're really trying to intimidate me with my nerves. That's military tactics. I understand all of that, and I see that. The average joker out here in the street don't understand it, and they mess with his nerves to where that's why the police come up to you like that. He's trying to make you nervous, and that he constantly mm-hmm. drilling yeah. you and talking to you. Playing on the nerves. When another come at you, uh-huh. Playing on the nerves, you know what I'm saying? Trying to I, get, I understand that. Hey, so when you hey, respond, they come at you with violence. When you, re- when you respond to resist their violence, they want to call you hostile and you're violent. You come to me violently, and I respond to defend myself, that's, I'm not being violent to where if you're going to brutalize me and want to shoot me, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to kill you too. I'm not going to feel like I'm violent. I'm protecting and defending myself because you're not protecting and defending me. i got to go out and give a right before the Constitution to protect and defend myself. And black men need to realize, because y'all talked about it earlier, I don't need to wait for you to pass along and say, hey, okay, you can defend yourself now. She, I can do it now. And we need to do that. We need to understand it until we come collectively with it in agreement because the way it's going now, we just, we in a world that we ain't fighting back. They, they murdered us and, and they're at war with us, but we 
we ain't fighting back to where they come at us and disarm us mentally and socially and emotionally. I get that, man. I get it. I get it. And I'm sorry to come come across with this energy, dog. You know, I'm a practice. I'm that water, which I was talking about earlier. I've been in jail for a long time. All that water. I'm all of that. Mm-hmm. Hey. Water sign bringing that fire. We can hear it. And like hey, man, said, and I'm, I'm 49 years old. I was in the military back in '83, back in Korea, and all of that. So when they seen you out on the blind mission, they ask no questions about you government property. They used to call me a street nigga and be to you because I told them I ain't had no slave mentality. Don't know, God don't give man authority over another man. You don't own me. I ain't government property. You know, that's why you call me street nigga and be to you because I went going with that. You even be on my face talking and spitting on me and thinking I'm going to be at, at attention and, and scared to say something. You, you can send me home. I don't play that game. That's that boy. That's that nigga, man. That's, mm-hmm. that's that nigga because the way we do it and what we tolerate, we being what they were saying to us back then, we being that even these politicians, they being niggas. Uh, white people can have a history. Like we throw out all these shootings and these white folk get shot. These politicians are jump on it. And these black politicians, even Obama them and all that, y'all are ready for the protest. But then when black protests, these black politicians won't even get them to jump on it with us. Mm-hmm. That's the sad thing about it. These white folk, these white politicians and these uh, legislation, they don't jump on it. Black folk, have to, the, uh, white folk and women don't have to uh, protest. They're going to take up on it and Obama them and all them to get with it because the white issue and corporate issue. When it comes to black and the black community, they don't need to realize you're a president of the black community too. So don't be scared to attack, uh, address uh, this, all this uh, injustice in the justice system, all these black men being brutalized and shit was going on in the black community, they ain't doing it, dog. And I'm tired of it. You know, I'm just going to say, and I'm tired of that. I, I, I didn't go in that for that. I'll never go in again. I won't encourage my nephew to go in that old white boy shit. Excuse my name. That's all that is. That's right, boy, I don't care nothing about you. He don't care about his own white own white people. They savages. They straight up, they straight up straight savages. And they really, they really, they, they, they the niggas. Because nigger is an ignorant individual. It's ignorant for you to dislike me because of my color. You don't know nothing about me. Because if a white, if a black person dislike a white person, it's because of his ways. If a black white person dislike a black person, it's because of his color. So who really the racist? Who really the real nigger? Oh, indeed, indeed. You can't. You don't even qualify to be racist. Man, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. But I'm not sorry. No doubt. You know, and a lot of stuff y'all speaking, man. I've been listening to y'all for an hour with that, man. I'm like, man, they must have me grab when you call. When they going to grab it, y'all? Y'all doing some real stuff. And this stuff needs to be televised. And y'all were talking about making movies earlier. I've been listening to you for a long time. We need to make them movies. And a lot of them jokes that we, have, uh, we don't want to make them because we don't want to uh, rub shoulders. Because I got a white friend. I'm telling about that. I don't care about that. Yeah. We and need to make them move, put their money into it. With the white, we put money into them. Like you said, keep making these same type of movies. Different, different producers, uh, uh, different farming fashion, but all of them telling the same old sad ass story. There's a white boy being drug dealer, or that white boy coming in want to uh, be the savior to the whole damn village, and that shit. Yeah. And it's only one yeah. of them, and then the village is 99 percent black. That shit. <laughs> 
That's tired. That's all they doing. And the white boy yeah. is taking his money and making fantasy. He he recreating history with his budget. He like fuck that. I'm gonna be all white in Egypt because I could do it because I got the money. And you niggas. Yeah, let me tell you that's like, what you just said. That's right, but he don't deal with the budget. He go all out. He, he ain't even operating off the budget because everything he's. Every time we tell you something, they just want to do some military stuff, too. When they when they had that 9-11, you look at a lot of these little movies and all these uh, uh, law and order and all that. A lot of these stuff that's dealing with um, uh, 9-11 be uh, always something, a terrorist something. It's that propaganda. People don't realize mm-hmm. some subliminary research. I took marketing management, too. I made sure the government paid for my school. And I'm mm-hmm. regular in 07. Mark and man, when they send a uh, sub- subliminary uh, messages, they keep putting me. And you don't realize how they, uh, they program you, man. They program you, dog. It's it, 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 propaganda, man. Because when I was overseas, they used them, 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 when they when they wars first started, I don't know what none of them people called up to the day. None of them. people ain't looking at that. Ain't not one person of color got their head beheaded. All of them been white folk. White folk are the target, and these white folk want to use all of us to join in with them, but they sit on there murdering us to where we so dumb to where here it is. Y'all locking all of us up to where now y'all gonna start using prisoners um, in different. Uh, Counties to start doing uh, county work that the day, uh, the, the county uh, work is supposed to be doing to where now they, the county update the state $300 a day to use them prison. That's modern day slavery. I'm going to pay attention and get on with this thing, man. You know, I, for, for when I go, if I go to prison, shit, I ain't going to work no damn way. You couldn't give me no job. What the hell am I going to go out there and, and work at this in this county for where y'all get $300 a day off of me? Mm hmm. Black man needs to go and stand up. Because you die anyway, so you might well go on a fighting damn, take a chance and die. What the hell are you going to sit back and die anyway and ain't fighting? You know what I'm saying? They disarm you so when the police say get down and shit, and, and here it is, he's shooting your ass anyway. You ain't fighting back. I'd rather fight back and die. And I ain't finna live and die for no tennis shoes. I'm living back for my life, dude. That's real talk. That's real talk right there. That's real talk, you know. That moon, yeah, that, that that's that moon bringing that truth out. You know what I mean? We needed to, you know. I've, yeah, I've said that on many occasions. Yeah, you speak my language. I've said that on many occasions. Die for something, you know. Die for something. Yeah. They out here, they out here dying for belts and tennis shoes and true religion jeans, and all. They don't have no problem with that, but you know, be a legend. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna go out, go out for something. Be a legend. That's my thing. It's, it's, it's the thing about where you gotta have, you gotta have standards and character. And, 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 and this is some so double standard, so prejudiced, and so racist to where you know you gotta watch your attorneys. You know when you are in that dope game, you pay all that money. He to where you gonna get this, and when you gonna get all that money, you get it at the end of fifteen years, and then you find out. See that district attorney. And that your your lawyer, your lawyer, he, he, he a judge too, so he ain't lunch with them uh, district attorney and them judges. Them guys don't care about you. So when they got them, they got I'm straight house makers, like that butler. And when you tell me how you put their, tell me how you put their head down, 
shit. You got to do mm-hmm. more than put your head down. I ain't no way. I'm going to sit there and come out. Master, we sick. Master going to be, that man going to be sick. My ass ain't going to die by his damn self. That's cool. how they going to be. Ain't no way you going to beat me and think I'm going to be uh, messing with some flowers in the bed with a shovel in front of all your ass sitting on the floor asleep. That's a lot. You can believe that. But it's going to come to the point where, let me tell you, man, one thing I learned in through life, situations and circumstances pushes up where we need to be, where we like it or not, where we ready or not. You can be good situated circumstances to where I don't put my, I made a decision, I'm in a situation circumstance where that damn, uh, I got to go ahead on and go on and uh, take care of my business and pay these bills and go on and use your money for this, stop doing it. You know, then you find out later that was a good thing. See, when circumstances push you certain ways, and we we go through certain things to where, see, when circumstances going to force black men to have to stand up, to where we're going to have to start uh, 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 united. We're going to have to. Yeah. So he's going to put you in a situation to where, huh? I said trust that. Yeah, and then that, and that real talk, too, to where it ain't going to be about you. You don't have a chance to make a decision because situations are going to be coming to where you're going to be in it and you're going to respond to it, and at the end, you'll be glad to respond versus not respond because if you had to respond, you've been in a different situation, man. You know, I've been in a situation to where, you know, I was at the door of my thing, you know, and a partner of mine shot a dude up in my house, and I thank God for military training to my neighbor method to where a lot of dudes were like, man, I don't see why he shoot him because he wasn't no threat to me. Because I sit there and watch the situation unfold. But at the same time, I, I know they heard my stuff come out safety because I watched, you know, I, I watched everybody's body language and the way the room did. You know, and I understood that to where I sit in the corner because I know what's behind me. Ain't nothing behind me. In the corner, ain't nothing behind you with the walls. You see what's in front of you. To, to where you, you won't be looking at the individual. You look at your environment, your surroundings. That military stuff pays off to where you can use it out at your side. And that's what the police do. And the average person I had don't even get it. Don't understand it. Yeah. To where when you see these police getting killed, man, it ain't always uh, where he was a good cop. He had family. See, that black man y'all murdered got family too. He got family too. But y'all were where he had this record from 1989. But y'all murdered him in 2000. What the hell they got to do with 1989? Don't look at that police. That's like that, that black police or white police record. How they've been harassing me. I'm telling these young boys giving these police the hell. And I hate to say it, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Because if not, these police will be running everywhere all while, man. They're ready to be killing us. Mm-hmm. You know, they hesitate to where it's, it's the white boy, first of all, the white boy already the minority. Ain't no way one, ain't no way one race is the majority of all the people of color that's, that's in the United States now. United States is so diverse. You know, the white boys are already, he already running scared. All the jobs are overseas and other places now to where now he don't have no job. Now immigration is a problem. You don't want to bother him over here to get us out of the way. Now your ass out of work. Now, come and say the roots return to the bond to quote. Ain't that so? But, um, thanks for being out Definitely, yeah, we definitely yes, want to say thank you for that energy, you know what I mean, and that message. And, um, you know, continue listening because 
you know, we, we got some good information. The guests that we're going to be bringing on on this show and other shows will have some powerful information. And, you know, we just got to get this information and, and do something with it. You know, man, I, I, are, I, I, I like the way y'all though, man. No doubt. I appreciate that, brother. Yes. I like the way you've been talking. Continue doing what you're doing, brother. Yes, indeed. Say what I'm saying. I said continue to do what you're doing, raising the vibration, you know, like a feel electricity, you know what I'm saying? And KTL will be back in the ACL soon, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully we can break bread. Yeah, man, as things go, man, because I'm going to tell you, let me say this right quick, though. Like I said, I'm a disabled vet. I, I fell uh, um, two thousand times and I broke my neck. I fell out from the neck down. Uh, now I'm able to stand up. I'm, I'm in a wheelchair, but I'm walking with a walker. I can stand up. I can walk with my walker. I'm walking with my cane. I've been going to the Shepherd Center and everything, you know. But now, you know, I live by myself. I can dress myself, you know. See, I get my little groove on my little lady friends and everything is back, baby. That's real dog, you know what I'm saying? You know, everything. Hey, I'm going to tell you, man, what I said. When I got back out here, man, you know, I walked outside. I'm going to tell you all something. I'm going to let you go. I, I used to be, I used to be um, when I used to be selling dope, I, 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 I was doing with an ounce of hard, an ounce of salt every other day to where more forget that when you walk outside, the sky is blue. And when you find out and realize the sky is blue, it's an eye opener, man. And then you realize how long you you was being that nigga. To where when I got out of the hospital, man, I looked at all these women. I am like, shit, I gotta get my shit together because I ain't gonna be walking. I ain't gonna want to push me in a witch. I want to walk with her. Like, to where now, man, you know I can stand up. I got a five year old daughter. And I got twenty five year old daughter, man. You know, and I can stand up. And I can walk, man, man, and everything just coming back, man. That's your will. That's your power. Yeah. You 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 willed yourself back. You know, I, 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 I was the inspiration. I was in the basement for two days before they found me, man. For two days. There's a lot of stuff y'all said. I, I, don't, I didn't realize that little side of me, I'd be trying to tap into that. How come I can't see control of that side of me that people say I got this strength? How come I can't see it? But it's happening. God is good all day, every day, man. And I'm going to say oh, this to y'all, yeah. brother. God gonna use you all to show you a miracle. He ain't gonna use no money and other people. You are your miracle. He gonna use you to show you a miracle. You remember that? Yes, indeed. I bear witness to that. Right. I do. Real talk, man. I'm Jr. Man. I'll remember that. Jr. Just right. Hey, stay with us, Jr. Man. We 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 got you, man. We gonna you know we gonna share some stuff with you. Um. You know, I'm sure Blue may be able to help you out with some products to help you in your recovery to make it expedite, you know what I mean, make it a faster. Uh, and even the brother that we have scheduled to come on tonight, he is uh, he, he can help you with your recovery as well. So, yes, probably. In what manner? In what manner? And your rehabilitation. Yes, yeah, in your rehabilitation. I mean, we say in what, what manner it, it for the therapeutic? Yeah, therapeutic in terms of the nerves and, and yeah, whatever. Hey, can, can, I my, can I leave my number, man? Can I leave my number? Yeah. I, I mean, I have there. your number. I see it in the in the call queue in the back. Okay, right okay good now. business. Good business. Yes, sir. Good business. You know what I'm saying? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm straight. I'm straight. Good business. That, 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 that's that's all thing I can deal with. 
And all I can say to you when you when you talk to me, you don't have to sugarcoat and beat. If you sugarcoat and beat around the bush, I I I, I misunderstand it. Shoot it directly to me. I understand it better. I said you get it. We got you. All right, man. Good business, brother. Much love, man. Much love. Thank you, good brother. All right. Yes, sir. Real talk. Yes, sir. Real talk. Yes, sir. Real talk. Yes, sir. Thank you. Please, brother. All right. Yes, indeed, Red. I still see tonight's guest. Yes. I want to take a moment. Shoot that brother some correspondence or something. All right, well, go ahead and talk to the family. Let me go ahead and uh, see the brother Power Spine. Oh, yes, indeed. All right. Peace to the family. Peace to you and yours. Uh, again, apologize. I showed up a little late, but we are here. We are back in the building. Also, we apologize for Tuesday's night, Tuesday night's episode. You know, I definitely um, got caught up in some business. I had to attend to the same thing for Red, and we just didn't want to bring that 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 uh disconjointed energy to the air. And just figured that we handle our business. You know, I want to give a shout out to the LA family. All right, the LA family that showed up last Sunday and Monday. Okay, met a lot of KTL family that was just out here on the West. Introduced a lot of the new people that I that I met to KTL as well. So for those of you that are tuning in tonight, shout out to you. Okay. Definitely shout out to uh Umar Johnson. He did his thing out here in LA. Better brought a very necessary conversation to the family. They had a town hall meeting on Monday and the homies came out. You know what I'm saying? The homies came out, you know, the young energy you know what I'm saying, from the community, definitely came out and he had a town hall type or style meeting where he opened the floor and he fielded all sorts of questions and inquiries from the people that were attending. He asked questions of the audience. He wanted to get the temperature, you know what I'm saying, of the quote-unquote the community, his surroundings, South Central, what was going out here, what was going on out here with the politics, with the streets, you know, with the church, with the economy, you know, what was on people's minds. And it was very revealing when the children got to talking, you know what I'm saying? And the children got to talking, and their commentary was basically like, look, especially those of them that was coming from the church, you know, they were able to identify some of the things that the church does that are effective in regards to organizing, you mm-hmm. know, Information might be bullshit. Information might have all sorts of trapdoors, but they're effective in regards to the fact that, you know, they're they're there, you know what I'm saying? They're consistent, you know? Mm -hmm. And we always, we continue to have these feel-good moments going to these marks and going to these forums where people are able to congregate with one another, and then that shit, people walk away like that's the challenge. Like, that's our biggest obstacle 
as a people in the conscious community, we can't get a weekly venue where people can come and congregate with one another and the vendors can do their business every week. There has to be a lecture that comes through. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't solve that problem by ourselves. We need alien intervention to get that shit right. We need to get the white man off of the land to figure that one out. Yeah, you got to take back. In the meantime, yeah, on the other side of that. <laughs> Yo, we got to so wait. Everybody is, is getting their thing together, you know what I'm saying? And it just almost seems like almost crazy and embarrassing that this is what we're battling. This is, you know what I'm saying, the, the obstacle that we're trying to overcome. So the homies, the youth were saying, like, look, conscious people go and talk to conscious people. Nobody comes to the hood. They said the big homies was the ones in the hood that schooled them to everything they know. They even took them to school, some of them. You feel me? Some of them were there to pick them up from school. They were almost like, quote, unquote, surrogate parents. So for a person that didn't have that at home, you know, when that connection was made in the streets, yeah, by the big homie, that was somebody who they they they, they had a, a level of debt to, you know what I'm saying, that can be surpassed by all that slick talking and greasy talking downplay that you do, talking about, oh, this is no good to you. That's why I go back. And all of that. Corny I'm not talking about, but when the lights go off, you know what I'm saying? Because the lights I'm go ask, off, and we know where to be found. Not yeah, I want to add on, and we're going to go to our, call, our guest tonight. That and I'm seeing this coming back into New York. And I'm also seeing this because having a new member in your family, you open up your eyes to what community's purpose really is. We are not functioning as a community. We are not communal. The Africans got it. The Christians got it. The Asians got it. Got it. Mexicans got it. Communal family is I just came from a potluck at my son's school, right? Everybody cooked, right? Everybody made a meal from different cultures, you know, that's predominantly um, Hispanic or whatever they call it, Spanish, whatever. And you got Africans, continental. And then, you know, what I I had to ask uh, his mother, where's the father's at? because it was me and a few guys. I said, I, I guess this is a woman's only event. And she gave me the gas face, like, no, Negro. N- you know, Negroes ain't present because they're not in the house. And, but it was communal. That, that's what I'm saying. It was communal. Children were playing together. Everybody cooked. We all ate together. This is not a community family. I hate to burst the bubbles. This ain't even a network. There's work to be done. I'm not. I'm not speaking it. I'm not saying it in a in a pessimistic way. It's just that if we're going to call right. conscious community, there has to be a community. We don't celebrate birthdays. We don't celebrate births. We don't. Births. I don't like. We don't. We don't. We don't have presents. no 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 ceremony for home goings. We don't have ceremony. You know home going collectively. Like niggas don't even send e cards. B. 
there's no e cards. You might get lucky and get on. You gotta, yo, know, like Facebook. Zuckerberg is more of a is more conscious. He's more he he's more he should be like the leader of the he community. He did more for the conscious community. Yeah, more like man, one of you niggas better write anything in the future and leave that man out. You better give him. You better give Tom from MySpace. Okay. Man, Chris, the L on the back of their name. Yeah. Because they've done more to show you what a community and how to be communal than you, Negros. Negros. And whatever else you want to call yourself. Because we're not operating as one. It's 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 unanimous. It's just not there yet. So how can people who we look because you know we look down upon third world citizens? You know people confront like they didn't or they don't. But I've been in I've I've been in the back room when the conversations took place. I've been in you know smoky rooms when yeah, everybody had I'm, jokes I'm, about I'm, I'm still now. And everybody else I'm still smell. I'm still on on public transportation. I'm online at the store, and it's still taking place in these people's establishment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? By quote unquote, you know, African Americans that are coming in there to do business with them, they still talking greasy and and, and left about them. So yeah. you know, it's still taking place, and, and we, I damn sure, grew up in it. Yeah, remember HBO, 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 I've watched you people that the we most. hate. Yeah, the people that we hate and despise the most ultimately become those that, you know, we have eaten out of their hands in one form or another. The people that we look to for our sustenance. The people that clothe us, that bathe us, that hurt us damn near. You know what I'm saying? I fucking man this. It's insane, you Because know? they'll look at, oh, Look at the black woman, son. She breastfeeds she breastfeeds the white baby and all of that. So the white child sustains off of my eye and the mother. But look, you breastfeeding who you breastfeeding off of? Who you feeding off of? You you looking at that like that shit is fly because you got nannies in Midtown pushing little Macaulay Calkins around and all that. You think that's something to write home about. But who are you feeding off of? Huh? Who who who's the black American? Who are you feeding off of? Who you know Romulus and Remus when they got the dog and whatnot and they somebody sucking on the titty? Who's that sucking on the titty? You got to ask yourself that. We who are we sustaining off? We talk bad about foreigners and we feeding off of them. We talk bad about these Caucasians, but we feeding off of them. Keep it one thousand, family. Who was cutting the check? 
who is helping you keep the lights on? They're talking about cutting welfare and all of that stuff. People is ready to jump off roofs, B. If, they, if that shit passes, if the president signs off on that slash to welfare, like, stop playing. And you have to be. This is, yo, I'm telling you, I didn't even want to do the show on Tuesday because I didn't want to go on one of my epic rants on the things that I'm seeing in New York. I just... I just posted the question on Facebook. I didn't even rant. I let the people speak. What the hell has happened to consciousness in New York City? I'm not going to even talk about the rest of the regions in the South and everything. I'm going to just say New York because this is the headquarters. This is supposed to be the crown of consciousness. What the fuck happened out here? What did y'all do to this shit? You only will really see it when you leave and come back. I'm like, are you serious? I don't watch The Walking Dead on HBO. I don't need to because all I got to do is come out the house sometimes and hit two fifths. That's right. Like, what happened, B? <laughs> what did y'all allow? Oh, How did y'all allow this shit to fall? Four years ago. Let's go to Four years ago. When I, when I stepped away and came back, it was clear. Now you can see it, huh? Blue. Yeah. We got to go to our guest. Yes, indeed, family. Okay. Are we reading the episode info or just jumping right into it? Yes, we're reading the description and then we're going to open. Yes, family, I think that we have had a um, wonderful discourse as a prelude to tonight's guest. All right. Title of tonight's show is Your Weight is a Result of Your Emotional State, featuring Seth L. Join Otherwise Radio as we welcome back Pure Body Awareness founder and spokesman Seth L. to present another special episode. Tonight's guest will illustrate how negative emotions are toxic to the mind and body. He will show how fat cells are actually toxins your bodies cannot get rid of, thus resulting in the culmination of excess weight, an American byproduct that is vastly affecting communities of quote-unquote color. Not all toxic waste enters the body via, via physical foods. Learn how to free your mind and emotions of toxins with pure body awareness. So with no further ado, family, we present to you, caller from the 704, 704-906. Peace. Peace, peace. How are you, Lord? Hello? I want apologize on the uh, miscommunication and whatnot. Earlier in the show, we had some issues with the switchboard. Uh, the Brother Blue wasn't there, and um, I guess because you didn't press one, we didn't see your hand or your number in the call queue. So, you know, we're starting the program somewhat late. What we're willing to do, though, is extend an invitation for you to finish your dissertation on Tuesday show, you you know, whatever time it's oh, yeah. for to, you know, you family and whatnot. But um Yeah, most definitely. I mean the show was good though. The show was good. I was listening Yeah, we had I just had to let the yeah, I had to let the I just had to build with the family and just let it flow. But um Yeah, yeah. I look forward to your come I mean I mean this is your this is your this is your uh yeah, your second time on the show. No, your third time as a matter of fact. Uh, your previous episodes that you had with us, you definitely brought a whole nother level of insight and information to the family, and we welcome you back 
a lot of people are very eager to hear from you. So I don't even want to talk right now. I just want, if you're ready to go into your dissertation, you know, the floor is all yours, brother. Yeah, definitely. I mean, listen to the show. I mean, I don't want to go too far off of the topic of interest because um, it seems, yeah, you know, what happened to consciousness in, in, in a lot of places? And, um, you know, it's not really lost. It's It's just that nobody can find it. You know, as far as when you understand what conscious is, the fact is it's not a physical thing. And the fact is a lot of us, we think we're physical beings. That's a toxic mentality, you know, as a soul, you know, to become your, to become or to think you're your vessel and forget actually who you are. That's that zombie mind state, you know what I mean? And um, you get it a lot, a lot based off of... um the corporate enterprises that are utilizing uh, their um, fiat and uh, infiltrating the uh, the inner city or the urban life with a certain type of uh, what we call food that uh, we are utilizing for consumption. Now, um, this food that we're utilizing for consumption is very toxic. And not just the food, the physical food, but there's emotional food, and there's mental food, which we call food for thought. Now, I don't want to go too, too, too deep because I, you know, I really wanted to take some time to really embrace a common sense mentality that can actually um, that can um, bring back the whole concept of what is common sense. Because, as you know, when you walk outside, sense is not that common. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I really want to bring to light why is it not so common. I bet you if you go into the store right now, you go into the bodega, you grab anything off the shelf, it's poison. But you're gonna pay your money for it. And you're gonna eat it. Right? So a lot of people do work hard, forty, fifty, sixty hour weeks, and then they go cast that check and they go poison themselves. Sodium benzoate, high fructose corn syrup, phosphoric acid I mean, the list goes on. I can I can go on. I, I got ingredients for days. I literally go into multiple supermarkets. I spend hours writing down ingredients just so I can understand why people act the way they act. Because I need to know. It's not normal. I don't want to get offended. I just want to know. I got two daughters, one in college, and I got another one, an eight-year-old. And they both have common sense. But I don't meet too many people, grown or young, that have what we call common sense. It's very important. You know, like a dude that was talking, military dude, you know, I could tell you got a lot of frustration, but the dude got a lot of common sense. You know what I mean? And you may meet someone with a PhD, Harvard grad, that has no common sense. So you really need to ask yourself, well, what is this common sense? It's really deep-rooted in the natural law. You really want to be a natural human being in order to live a natural life. Like I heard um, Red talking about, you know, um, he went, I forget what you call it, a potluck. I forget what you call it, but it's common sense to um, unite with people and show love. I mean, love is a frequency, 500,000 hertz. It resonates from your soul. You eat too many things that may not be proper as far as how it assimilates into your body, 
is going to actually defrequency you, kind of take frequency away. You're going to lose the love for self and lose the love for others. And then you look outside and you wonder why people don't love each other. And then you understand they lost the frequency of love that actually resonates from within themselves. So it's a lot of things that we don't know as people. I mean, even our own pedigree, we seem to forget. You know. But um, I was listening to the show. And it's very important that people understand, you know, a lot of things. I don't really want to go into too much into emotional um, um gaining weight off of your emotions. I really want to just have people understand how to um, see themselves in their own soul and then start from the basics. Because you can, how can I say? I want to go on a rant rage, actually. But I really want people to understand how um, how important it is to think and where these thoughts resonate from. Like a lot of times people really get caught up in the cerebral concept of how thoughts are transpired, meaning they think solely from the top brain, what they call the cerebrum or the cerebrum. But there is another component. A lot of people forget about the solar plexus, which is the abdominal brain, which is um, the intuitive component, which is what they call the sympathetic nervous system. It's very important, the solar plexus, because that's where all your emotions uh, come from. When you think, a lot of times people think they're thinking from their top brain. No, you're not. So imagine if you have poor digestion. Imagine if you can't even have a regular bowel movement. Imagine if you got, you know, a gut that shouldn't be around your waist. Those are all signs of um, you not being able to digest uh, food. All right, cool. Now you can't digest food. All right. Now what happens? What happens because of this um, consequence, so to speak? All right. Can't digest food. That means you cannot break down the appropriate nutrients for your body to assimilate, as far as the cells are concerned. You know what that means, technically, in science? That means you're crazy. That means you're insane, technically. If you can't digest your food. Now, this is an epidemic in the U.S. I would say if I had to go by my just awareness of being in the industry 16 years, 17 years of my life, I would have to say 90-plus 90, 90 people in the U.S. are suffering from poor digestion. So that's telling me that 90% are in agreement. So if you have 90% of insane people agreeing that to be insane is normal, then you're going to have a society like we have today. I don't want to go too far into, um, how can I say, any more verbiage unless I get a little feedback so I can make sure I'm going in the appropriate direction. Well, absolutely. I'm letting you build a narrative, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, driving the train. So, you know, I want. I need some feedback, like, I, I, I need, because you know what it is, listening to this to, to the show, you know, because I really, you know, I wanted to just talk about emotions and things, but I know that it's, it's bigger than that because we lack a lot of leadership. You know, we lack a lot of um, headstrong individuals that can carry the community in the appropriate direction. 
You know, we lack a lot of, um, how can I say, avenues that create new paths for the next generation. See, my company, I build my company for, I got a 400-year plan because life is eternal. 400 years is nothing in the eyes of the Almighty. Right. So my thing is, I think about what we create. Because even though my body may go back to the dirt, I will be here forever. And what I create will be here forever. See, I don't think about myself. I think about my children. And I think about my children's children and my children's children's children and so forth and so forth and so forth. Right. There are times people don't understand my connection. Like, I know blue, I know red. How long How long have I known you guys? 20 years? Yeah. A little bit, a little bit over 20 years, yeah. 20 years? You know what I'm saying? 20 plus. So, so you know, how can I not think about your children and your children's children and your children's children's children? How, how can I not think about that when I create? You know what I'm saying? It's common sense. It's common sense for me to think like that. I'm thinking outside of my own flesh. You know, that's common sense. And that's community. Exactly. That's you're, love. You're thinking, yeah, you're thinking in terms of a member of a community, which breaks down to the fact that it, if, if you agree to that, you're saying that it's not about me. Like you're saying right now that it can't be about it can't be about self because if I'm part of a community, I'm part of a whole. I'm part of a whole network. It has nothing to do with the individual, but exactly. the individual brings pieces of his creativity, his or her creativity or inventions. Or as a brother came on the show a few weeks ago and broke down his entrepreneurship because he broke down an entrepreneur as one who invents something. Yes, you know what exactly. I mean? One who creates. So exactly. you're bringing your creation to the to the table and you're adding on. I put a post on Facebook last night and said the best show on cable television is a show on the Science Network or the Science Channel called how it's made, okay? And I've, 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 I've seen the show, but I've never watched it until the other day, and it swept me away because, it was, I mean, they were showing how they make frozen pancakes. They were showing how they make um, these um, high-priced cars in Europe. They were showing how they make taxis in Britain, in Britain and whatnot. But just the simple fact of, how these machines inside of these factories are so advanced and what it does to create things um, um, in, in, in mass. You feel me? Like, I'm talking about that the machine is just spitting out stuff out of thousands. And it showed me what we don't have. It showed me where when By watching that, I got a, a good picture about where the community or where the network or just where these black geniuses that I know and I respect how far we got to go. We don't oh, have yeah. any factories. We don't we, we haven't approached we haven't approached as a community or as a group or as a as a network. We haven't approached business or entrepreneurship or nation building with with the fundamentals that say that we're coming together as a consortium. You got your credit good, you got your credit good you got your credit good. 
you got we're gonna go ahead and get us a factory with about a million dollars worth of machinery inside of it and it will be able to kick out all kind of stuff. Labeling, packaging, we got exactly. zero body awareness over there, we got seven heaven, we packaging up Seamoth by the thousands. Exactly. That's how it has to happen because that's your commodity in trade. It's not the dollar. It's a commodity. It has nothing to do with the dollar. Yeah, exactly. it's about commodities and trades and gross domestic product imports and exports. Like that's that 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 show opened my mind up so wide as to where it is that we about to that we have to take this thing. Like other than that, there's no conversation. There's nothing to talk about right now. Like I I mean I I'm honored and I'm 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 honored to be amongst. Uh, a group, a uh, network of, you know, enlightened individuals and people who I deem to be geniuses. But like you said, brother, if we don't apply that at this point and utilize what we have in our environment to, to take that to the to 10 more higher, not just the next level, because in this community right now, the next level is I just want to be able to send the package out on time. Or the next level is I just want to be able to put a nice price tag on my shirt now. Or the next level is I just want a nice cover for the DVD with seller, with, with, with nice sellotine, uh, whatever, whatever they plastic wrapping on. That's what niggas' next level is. I'm talking about that next, 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 next level. Like you were saying, well, I'm thinking not about my son, my five-year-old son. I, he's going to have children in the very near future. I'm thinking about those children's children. Exactly. But that's that's uh, uh, any enlightened soul that's dealing with their culture, that's how they're going to think, you know. My model, I didn't get my model of business from my culture because my culture is a little handicapped at the present time. So I had to reach into cultures that we've educated in the past as a culture. So... um if you go to Japan and China, their models for business is 400 years and better. Yes. You know, because, you know, they're thinking about generations upon generations upon generations. See, their their lineage is in eternal heaven. Their lineage is not on earth. You know, earth is their dominion. You know, mm. we have to be a culture of people and think in the, in the concepts of um, where are we from? We have to act like if you say you're a god, you have to act like one. You have to create like one. You have to think like one. You have to love like one. You know, and the fact is, you have to know you are. You have to know who you are and you to create. I love what I do for a living because what I do for a living is actually engage with the enlightenment of life. You know, and it's a very common sense concept, but it's been so distorted. You know, it's been so distorted that it actually breaks my heart to to actually have that knowing of how distorted the concept of life is. You know, this is why I spend a lot of time, you know, growing my company, because I have about four of them. But this one is my prize one because it deals with the concept of elevating the soul, you know, and dealing with the body, you know, and um, dealing with the children and dealing with their parents, so to speak, as well. So um, it is definitely, for me, a passion. 
you know, it's my desire and my willpower that brought me to this level. I could have been bought out. My company could have been bought out three times. I could have been having millions in the bank right now, but I chose not to. I chose to work with my community, no matter how sick they are, and gain the support of my community, no matter how hard I have to work. I don't try. I, you know, and I want to prove a point. I want to prove a point because, you know, our community is not is not dead, so to speak. You know, they're just dormant. And they, and it hasn't been a real initiative to give them so-called the potion that they need. You know, I'm bringing that to the table. You know, and um. I just would like the support of, of my own community. I get support of every other community but my own. I get love from any every community, but I get shitted on by my own. But I still work hard. What's up? Nah, I'm I'm saying word. I I, I could I could concur with that. Oh yeah. But it gives you like a passion. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been doing this all my life. I mean, just the whole concept of wellness. And I've helped thousands of souls from all ranges of cultures. So I'm not biased. I help everyone. But this is my, I think this is probably like my 17th year in in, in this industry. And I'm very determined to help my own. Because it's not about the fiat, you know, for me. Because I'm already rich. I was born a millionaire. My ions are so dense with high frequency that I produce high frequency. I create high frequency. But, you know, I have children that I love. And I've been away from them for two years, approximately, in an undisclosed location. So I could just solely focus on business. Why? Because I think it's so important that I give something to my community that supersedes my own life. And it's very important for me. What's up? It's very important important for me because, um, you know, I see a lot. I see a lot. I see what most people don't see. And this is why I do what I do. And it's emotional sometimes because... I don't see myself different from anyone else. I don't. I can talk to blue. I can talk to red. I love. I, I love y'all guys because you know, numerous reasons why I love you guys. But in general, you know, I don't see you guys as separate from me. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. As far, you know, as far as the flesh is concerned. You know, but that's a cultural thing. That's me knowing who I am. And I'm going to tell you, not, not, not a lot of people know who they are because we wouldn't be killing each other if we did. You know. But, well, there really isn't any buts. But at the same time, there's repercussions to everything. And one thing I know, even how harsh it may seem, everybody gets what they deserve in life. Everybody. So it's not about condoling or judging someone from what they're going through, because it's obvious they deserve it. But it's to bring light into why, how, you know, the three, the three or four W's and the one H. 
you know, we got to bring that to light because that's all about the healing process of how to heal yourself, how to heal your emotions, how to heal your mind. Because all, all, all diseases, if you have mm-hmm. emotional imbalance, if you have emotional issues, you really want to understand where it, where is it coming from. It's not coming from a person, someone outside of you. It's coming from you. And you need to understand that concept of your emotional body. Because a lot of us, we don't really understand that. And then we look at our liver because that's where all the imbalance is seated when it comes to your emotion and your liver. This is this is commonly known in, in the medical industry. So this is not, you know, my feeling speaking. But it's commonly known that liver imbalances is an imbalanced state of mind when it comes to an emotional state. And also certain things like anger. A lot of people have these anger issues because they're suffering with the concept of being the body. They they haven't grown past the concept of being the flesh. So they become very angry. The fleshful situations that they feel they cannot control. That anger has to find itself. It has to seat itself somewhere in your body so it can be completed. Most anger frequency vibration seats itself in the gallbladder. Matter of fact, every organ has an emotional component. So that's why it's very important to, you know, relate your emotions. Understand the solar plexus. Learn how to control your breath. Because every breath you take, if you know what you're doing, will create balance in your emotions. We gods here. We have to act like gods, but we have to be taught. I know for a fact that we've been taught below the understanding of laymen. We we look at the support of attorneys who are not official lawmen or laymen, should I say. We are civil individuals, so to speak, in the corporate sense, should understand the common sense of law, the law that governs the natural essence of your body. This is what governs commerce. This is what governs commercial law. It's called common law. It's called common sense. But you're only going to get this if you're balanced, if all your organs are balanced, if your body is balanced, if your cerebrum is balanced, if your solar plexus is balanced. You know, there's a lot of other components of yourself. I don't want to get too caught up in the technical terms. But right now, because of this imbalance, from what I can see, everybody is hallucinating because of fear. Fear is causing an hallucinogenic state of mind. You know, it's just other components, but fear is the main one right now. I don't watch TV. I haven't watched the tube in approximately, uh, what's this, 2014, approximately 11 years. I haven't watched, I haven't listened to radio approximately seven to eight years. And the only reason I had to, I wanted to understand outside the box. I didn't want to get pulled and drawn into a frequency that limited my imagination. So I took the conscious effort to, first of all, the first thing I did, I was living in Brooklyn, was to move out of Brooklyn. 
second thing I did was to get rid of my TVs and my radios. Third thing I did was to find me a, a really secluded spot where I could take the time to ponder on my thoughts. This is where I came up with the idea of the business, being in isolation, so where I can connect with genuine thoughts that resonated from my soul and not resonated from some sort of mechanism. Because I know for a fact TV is a hypnotic tool, so is radio. Repetition amongst repetition amongst repetition is what we call food for thought. Every thought frequency has a magnetic, how can I say, vibration. The same way every food that we consume, every cell within that food has a magnetic vibration or a magnetic frequency or a magnetic aura. Now, I just have to let everyone know that radio and TV and secondary information that you get that infiltrates your emotions are food as well. They are very toxic food. Um, TV is very toxic right now. Radio is very toxic right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. It could be the opposite if we controlled it. We need to get back in our full faith within our minds. There's no reason why we can't have our own as far as entertainment. You know, we need to have our own as a necessity. We don't have our own. We rely on everything else but ourselves. Where is the love? There isn't any. Because if you had love for self, you wouldn't rely on frequencies outside of yourself to build that love within yourself. A lot of people looking for love outside of themselves. A lot of people looking for the answers outside of themselves. you got to question. What is the word? Quest and ions. Is your quest for your cellular inner self, your ions. So don't look outside of yourself for your own quest. It makes no common sense. It's like you're a space cadet. Star Trek, Deep Voyage. You're not going to find anything outside of yourself. Everything you need to know is inside of yourself. That's no big secret, you know? So meditation is key. Right now people are channeling. Meditation is really for channeling. It's really to pull in frequencies that are in the theta and delta range that can really you can bring down into the alpha and beta and really matriculate into this, this what we call material world. But people don't choose to meditate. People don't choose to pull in frequencies and channel from the etherics. They choose to channel number seven and channel number 11 and channel number four and channel number two and so forth. Wrong channeling. You don't want to channel from the tube or the radio. There's higher powers you can channel from. I know. I've done it. I'm doing it. This is what I wish or I desire for everyone. And in my lifetime, I will see this happen. Because this is what I do. You know? This is why I live. This is why I breathe. Everyone needs to figure out in life what their purpose in life is. For the sake of the fact that, you know, we might have some of the family that's tuning in that might not be that abreast with that particular discipline, can you share some of your techniques or advice for those that might want to tap into the realms of meditation? Like oh, explain, yeah. 
how to go about getting in contact with that particular phenomenon because I don't want to take for granted that everybody knows. You never oh, yeah. know who's listening. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, first thing is to understand the concept of meditation is to understand what is a constant state of mind. Meditation is the eternal bliss inside. It's not, no matter what goes on outside of you, you should always be in constant meditation. You should always have control of your mind, your emotions, and your body. That means you're um, full of light. You know? And meditation creates that internal light by what spark in the solar plexus, that inner sun. You know, they call it the gangliotic mass because of the fact that the same material within this mass is the same material that's in your upper brain. That's why they call it your lower brain, your abdominal brain. So breathing, breathing is very important to stimulating this lower brain, stimulating your solar plexus. And circulatory breathing, the same way we the same way we take a breath when we came out the womb, it's the same way we should be taking it out with adults, but we don't because of the fact that we don't continuously practice that art. And then we're taught, we're taught to um, more or less breathe with the uh, chest. Your lungs are to filter air, not to pump air. Right now we use our lungs to filter and to pump. So a technique, a good technique would be one, would be uh, place your left hand. I think I there's a couple of times. I'm, I'm always showing people this one. It's very easy. You just place your left hand on your chest and your right hand right below your belly button. Now, as you're placing your hand on your chest, left hand on the chest, right hand by the belly button, you take a breath. You pay attention to what's elevating. Because if the left hand is elevating, meaning if the chest is elevating, then you're not taking complete breaths. You're not letting what they call the life force to circulate within the vessel. You're not stimulating the solar plexus and sparking that life force energy inside your body. So take a breath. And if the chest elevates, I want you to visualize the stomach elevating because the stomach pumps the air while the lungs filter. But if your chest is elevating, that means that your lungs are filtering and pumping. You're putting too too much pressure. And you're not circulating the life force in your body. Very important. That's one of the essential things to do. Another thing is to basically... Focus on actively, how can I say, uh, exhaling. So don't just exhale naturally, but actively force yourself to deplete all the oxygen out of the stomach. That's um, excess waste almost to a degree, because a lot of the time we don't take full exhales. We take full inhales, but not full exhales. In the East, common practice is to exhale first, meaning you get full exhales. You deplete all the air out of the body so you can replenish the body with new air, new life, new life force. But in the West, we don't do that. We, we don't, we don't uh, deplete the body of old air. We have a lot of stagnant life force in us because of the way we breathe. So it's very important to breathe efficiently. Take full breath and make sure you circulate the breath. The breath is a very important aspect of life and we don't utilize the breath correctly. 
So just pay attention to the breath. Meditate, meditating is you focusing on your breath, basically, and nothing else. So don't focus on what went on in the day or went on in, um, or what you're thinking about in the future. Just focus on the present, and the present is your breath. The present is always bringing your breath, because without your breath, you would have no present. So always pay attention to your breath. It is your present. Unwrap it every day. Yeah, and I want to commend you, brother. Um, you know, you personally helped me get some of my breathing together about four or five years ago. Remember oh, yeah. Remember when you doing the pull-ups? Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. You know, upon that particular level of instruction, I was able to transform because I noticed an immediate difference, you know, saying in anything that allowed me to do get an extra pull-up in, no, I'm dedicated. So. Oh yeah, it does take you I, new levels. I mean, it's like yeah. it pulls you to almost like super superhero, superhero, superhero kind of, you know, capabilities. You know what I mean? So it really uh, it, it, it has to incorporate, you know, proper lifestyle. So the breath is just going to ignite whatever it is or whoever it is you are. So you want to really be yourself. Be yourself and then breathe right, and it's like, it's like it, it just ignite. It ignited me. It ignited. It brought me to new levels in my life, you know. And I, that's why I'm always teaching others because it was something so simple. That's just so, so simple. You know, so simple. You know, the reason I might lose sight of because, you know, I had it together in about, I think it was like. I remember it was like oh three oh five. Ready mm-hmm. to tell you, and if KT is on the line, he could affirm it as well. We used to have these meditation ciphers, and um, that's when I first was introduced to the Omni Padmeon, and I was cycling in a way in which I had tapped into some sort of current that I was doing uh, unaudible. Own meditations. So I was doing it in my head mentally. Mm-hmm. I was. I had my, you know, tongue locked to the roof of my mouth, so I was doing it without my mouth being open. So I was circulating the own vibration mm-hmm. through my body, and I was able to tap into a current. Okay, and that current allowed me to rotate that own. I was holding my breath upwards to eight minutes doing these own meditations, just totally locked in a meditation. You know what I'm saying? But I'm still, I was breathing without breathing, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the breathing was taking place on another plane, on another level, and it was sustaining, you know, where my body was at physically. My body wasn't participating in the breathing, but I was breathing on another level. And I was able to, 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 to you know, tap into that frequency, that current. Yeah, you and know, with the energy in motion. They call it the astral plane. Yeah, some amazing, you know, some amazing times those were. And I remember, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was somewhere else with it. You know what I'm saying, and I had lost that. I'm surprised you didn't bump. Surprised you didn't bump into me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, I noticed during 
times of difficulty, you know, it was times in my life when I was off. I was breathing wrong. And when I started breathing right, you know, things started changing in my life. Oh, yeah. I became a lot more lighter and the vision became a lot more clearer. So I share that as well when I come across someone who is having some level of difficulty. The first thing I ask them is about their their, their breathing. I'm saying, oh, yeah. what do they breathe like? Or if, I, if we're working out or doing something, I know that somebody breathing wrong, you know, I just make that suggestion. They try that out. Either one here, exactly when I'm training. That's the first thing we got to get out the way. I mean, just think I about agree. it. I mean, think about it. When the brain fails to receive, say, it's a custom amount of uh, blood, you know, it impairs the memory. You know, it makes it impossible for one to concentrate. I have to, to stand at attention to, to attend to anyone, to be to be able to respond. Meaning, they 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 won't have much. Um, they won't know how to be responsible. You know, they'll be very nervous and irritable. They'll be very sad. They have the blues. They'll have headaches and migraines. And all of this because of what? Lack of breath. Lack of oxygen. Lack of blood circulation. Now, this is the norm. This is the norm when you walk outside. I see it all the time. It's to the point where I feel like the Buddhist monk in the middle of war. It's war all around me, but it's peace inside. It's peace inside. You know what I'm saying? But I know... The war tactics. So I, I continue. Everybody's at war with themselves. Nobody's at war with each other. Really. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's their worst enemy. This is why. This is why nobody gets along. Yeah, not because they hate the next man. They hate themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, you're so disconnected with self. That you lack the love. Love is a frequency. 500,000 hertz. Hate resonates below 200,000. It's, it's below water. It's below soil, so to speak. You didn't break soil yet. But it's fundamental foundations, though. A lot of people go through so much. Why? Because they haven't elevated themselves above the fundamental foundations of why they go through it. They haven't educated, they haven't been able to respond. They've lost the capability as far as to be responsible of their own actions. So they dwell in it. They live in it. And they might not get out of it until the next generation. Maybe they see might do it. Or the next seed might do it. But unless they come up with the, unless they're able to respond, they're not going to do it. They're going to fall into fear, jealousy, deceit, cynicism, all the lower frequencies. Because it's so dense, it's fundamental foundation. They give them something to stand up on. Then they can elevate themselves out of it into love. Into love. It's a reason why people feel pain. It's so they can focus on the area that they're getting the pain from. So they could do something about it. Pain don't just happen. It's for the sake of happening. It happens so you can focus on it. If you feel pain in your kidney, it'll tell you something ain't right with your kidney. Do something about it. You know what I'm saying? So when you got pain in your life, pain in your emotions, don't you you can't run from it. If you got pain in your kidney and you run from it, you're dead. You know what I'm saying? If you got pain in your life, you can't run from it. You have to face it. That's why pain exists. You got to heal yourself. See me? I just, I'm, I'm the assistant. 
Everybody is their own healer. You know, people like to call me names and stuff. I'm the assistant. All right? I like to ask people to know that because everybody got the miraculous ability to heal themselves. Everybody has that same ability. They just don't know. They're not able to respond to it. They, they weren't given accurate information to be responsible, meaning they may have ignored the facts, meaning they might be a little ignorant. But knowledge kills all fears, every last one of them. Fear of death, fear of ill health, fear of cynicism or criticism, should I say. A lot of these emotional things. knowledge, wisdom, decimates them all. It's ignorance of why people are sick. It's only ignorance. That's the only thing that creates disease. You not knowing self. That's the only thing. This is why you got other cultures, because they still got their language, they still got their culture, they still got their um, their um, way of life. They, that, you know what that means? They maintain their sanity. We don't have that. I mean, we have it. We lost. We got to bring it back to, to the table. This is one of my life goals, or one of my goals for living here at this present time, is to bring back dormant knowledge to the forefront. That's it. I mean, life is eternal. Anything that withers and dies is illusionary. Don't let the illusion fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? You got to eat it up. You got to eat it up. I mean, if you can eat sodium benzoate, if you can eat phosphoric acid, if you can eat all these, then, then you can eat this life up too, and you can eat it very good, and you can live very well off of it. You know what I'm saying? If you can eat half the poison you're eating, you should be able to eat this fair up too. But like you said earlier, we gotta we gotta build as a community. You know, we gotta create our own. I mean, there's no reason why we should be listening to certain programs and channeling in certain types of frequency if we're not owning it, if we're not the ones pushing the frequency out, if we're not the ones emitting the frequency, then we shouldn't be the ones taking it in. If we don't know where the frequency is coming from, we should avoid it. But no, that's not the case. We don't care where it's coming from. We don't like life so much, we just can't wait to embrace the illusion, no matter what it is. That's a real psychotic aspect of self. You you don't like yourself so much that you want to just tune out into a frequency that you don't have no idea where it's coming from. That's sick. It's only a matter of time before those secondary experiences you start experiencing in your primary life. It's hypnosis at the best. I mean, mm-hmm. even at 29, our eyes see about 28 flicker frames per unit. But our subconscious sees so much faster than that. TV and movies, they go past the flicker frame that we can see. So we're seeing more subconsciously than we're seeing consciously. But we're not aware of it because we don't have the common sense. 
the movie uh, Fight Club had the scene where they spoke of that. Uh, I just uh, saw that recently. I was reminded when he spoke of that whole, you know, aspect of them slipping in all of the subliminal messages in the movies. That's why somebody asked me if I saw Insidious 2. And I was like, ever since I got the knowledge um, of what those, um, like that genre of movies, like the graduation of the Freddies and the Jasons and all of that, yeah. or one, two, three, four, five, six, Hostel, the Hostel, all of that stuff Rob Zombie was doing, Insidious, um, The Covenant, like all of those demonic, uh, satanic movies, I was like, hell no. Those things are proliferated with yeah. um, all kind of subliminal information and messages, lower frequencies, ELFs and whatnot. People are actually um, exposing their young ones to these movies, like they're they're really letting their young ones sit in and watch these um you know what I'm saying, like these productions and I'm like, dude, like they're going super ham with these new movies, especially the three D ones and like people are downloading all of that info and it's crazy. It's it's really like you know what I'm saying, like it you see it on Wall Street, like it's it's possessing people. It's 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 even triggering some people and turning certain things on. And you know, like you're mixing that in with the GMOs, mixing oh, that yeah. in with the programs from the radio. It's genocide, it's genocide right now, man. I mean, mixing that in like with, the, with the synthetic drugs. With like, don't be on, don't be on uh, Prozac and Zoloft. Don't be on those medic, those over the counters. And you watching Insidious too, and you smoking, you know, some uh, some chemically grown trees, and you popping the molly, and then you drinking yeah. the uh, four loco like you're a rat. Yeah, yeah. You're a rizzle, you know. That's and then you might procreate that night. Yeah, that's just the beginning too. It's uh, you know. The whole point is, you know, we got to be more, we got to be active, man. That's why I'm glad, you know, like, listening to the show, we got to build on a governmental uh, level when it comes to community. We got to think on that type of uh, level as a society, like, uh, as a real, true, honorable society. You know, um, it, it says a lot, you know, when you're in an honorable society and you're paying um, honor to nature, you know. You're looking outside of so-called looking glass, you know, beyond the box or beyond the circle. You know, this is where it's like a... You're getting your children, your children, your children, children, so forth and so forth. I mean, how can you not think like that? I mean, I don't understand personally. How can you not think like that? How can you be so in the box that you just think about your your career or your your quote unquote life? Like uh you know, I have you know I'm an entrepreneur and whenever I set forth to a business, you know, I gotta create a business plan. And um typical business plan runs about three to five years when it comes to the financial projectives on that plan. But that's so in a box thinking. 
that it only projects the box. A true entrepreneur thinks outside the box, you know, even beyond the circle. And that five years is just um, a stepping stone, you know, to a whole empire that might take 500 lifetimes. But you got to start somewhere. You know, I'm thinking about, say, us three. Us three alone in 500 years will have an empire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, because our children's children and children, if you think about it, this is how everything starts, though. You know, you really got to think outside of your body. So much love I have for my peoples that it's impossible for me to think about myself. It's impossible. I can't do it. It's impossible. You know, it's impossible. But a lot of people do, you know. I was about to say that I'm hearing a lot conversations, whether through eavesdropping or being a fly on the wall or directly coming to my, you know, people in my cipher just coming straight up and saying, look, you know, and it's out of desperation, some of these individuals, because they they feel that, you know, they don't see the collective, you know, they don't see it working. They don't see what they deem as consciousness working out for them. It's not paying their bills. It's not feeding their children. You know, it's not progressing in the rate or the uh, in the, in, in the way that they want it to progress. You know, and they're beginning to um, show signs of selfless, like selfishness, like saying, like, F that. I'm going to just do this shit for me. You know what I mean? I can't, you know, I'm not carrying these people. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not doing this for the people no more. I got to eat. You know what I mean? Or I got to feed my babies or I got to get right. You know what I'm saying? And I heard, I also heard somebody say that, because of the rate that they saw other people that were conscious excelling at, they felt that they had to speed up. They was like, damn, niggas is buying houses and all of that. And, you know, they they, they, they got mad wives and all of that. Like, you know, they felt they felt the way about it to the fact that they felt that they needed to catch up by selling drugs. They was like, yo, I'm going to just get monkey. I'm going to get right, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, because I feel like I'm getting styles on right now. I was like, damn, nigga, you, you know, like, and like you said, people are being programmed. They listen in the two chains, you know, because you, yeah. they trying to, they trying to, they trying to ride the fence with this. They watching basketball wise what they whiz. You know what I mean? They listen in the two chain. They listen to radio. They, they listen to Holy Grail. You know what I mean? So they, they want to live that life. They want to be a part of that circle. They want to, you know what I mean? But, they you know, they want to wear the Egyptian silky shirt and all of that. You know, yeah. they want, you know, they, they just want to be a king. Like, they go, I just want to be a pharaoh, son. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like. But then they don't oh. believe. They like they sold out plexus. They're not thinking from both brains. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, the brain is not getting enough blood. They're not, they're impairing their memory. They have the inability to concentrate, have attention. They're nervous. They're irritable. They're little blues because they they watch everybody, but they can't watch themselves. So yeah. you know, but 
But when you got a circle of crazy people saying they all agree that the craziness is normal, then that's what it is, you know. I mean, we're in a society where it's the norm to be insane. And everybody's agreed on it now. So as soon as the as soon as the same one pops out, he's crazy. Mm-hmm. Because all the crazy people are crazy. Yeah, for the family, the twelve o'clock uh, three four seven six three seven two one three five. You got to be real quick. It's ten seconds left. Three four seven six three seven two one three five. Uh, Tuesday nine p.m. Catch us again. Blog Talk Radio. Love and light to everybody. Have a safe weekend. We're gonna continue past twelve o'clock hour with our guest, the brother Seth L. And um, you know, thanks for joining us and everybody that's on the line with us. Let's go ahead and ride out this uh this this hour and whatnot. But please continue. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was just, you know, I mean it is a, a situation where it's, it's funny because it's like you're almost around a lot of uh the norm. It's like we're in a big hallucinogenic state. And what's controlling this hallucinogenic state are rules and regulations that are not in harmony with what is natural. Yes. I mean, it got, yes. you, know, you know, the hallucinogenic state can only be stabilized that way because it goes against the norm. The norm. The, the true norm. I, you know, so, but what feeds this hallucinogenic state? Come on, it got to be fair. That's the only thing I could see in it. It's fear. I put on the TV, it's fear mixed with games. It's like the games are what creates the imbalance because the games is what tells you you have to win or lose. It's either left or right. You got to be on one side of the playing field. One side is going to conquer the other. And mm-hmm. all that is is the atom, that total imbalance, fighting against itself, which is the opposite component, which is the neutron and the proton, but in the game perspective, because this is how I look at it, because each game has the same layout, the blueprint. I look at tennis, the same blueprint layout on the field. I look at basketball, same blueprint layout on the field. And every time I look at it, all it does is shows me as far as the how imbalanced the atom or the atom cut button how they would say it, has become. So imbalanced we have become within our own vessel that we look at our body as a game piece. You know, basically, we become so much of an entity, our race especially, are now the pawns of the game. Yes. Yes, indeed. We became the pawn of the game now. You know, but... Any given day we wake up, we can choose not to play the game no more. Or we can choose to study the rules and beat the game. I mean, either or is good. If you want to play the game, at least know the rules. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't want to, and if, and if you don't want to play the game, you just don't have to play. You can start your own. This is what we need to do as a culture: start our own. Stop looking. Everything we do, we can do on our own. You know, everything. 
How you think it was created? See, a lot of times we forget. We think that we have to build from the bottom up. We think that we have to build brick by brick. We we become so much of a stone builders that we think our physical flesh is what creates. If we were truly creators, we will know that we build from the top down. Ether. Ether builds matter. Matter does not build ether. You know, it's our thoughts that create. It's our mind that creates the desire pushed from our emotion, manifested into a material substance. That's how you create. You don't create by taking a whole bunch of stuff and putting it together and making a material object. Uh, no, that's like such a materialist. You know, and that's where we become a materialist. We are material beings. Mm. You know, cats want to talk about their God, but they can't create nothing. All they can do is just be a non-creative God. Mm. At the end of the day, if I had to just pull out science, I like to like always draw back things to science. So. If I look at the pyramid and I carbon date it, if I carbon date it, it'll tell me that the capstone was placed first and the pyramid was built from the top down. That, that's what science would tell me. Now, whether I can, you know, fathom it is another story. A God could fathom it because God is no, yeah, we built from the top down. Isa, the whole presence of Isa, the whole concept of Isa. When you think of the law of attraction, how do you think you're attracting? What do you think you're attracting? Ether. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that we are so clueless about that if we were, we'll fix our lives, we'll fix our culture in a minute, if not an hour. It's that simple. But the vessel is kind of convoluted and dirty, so you know it's kind of hard to see. Hard to see. Like we got this kind of like a veil. Well, we always had this veil, but you know we, we need to understand how to lift the veil, how to lift these concepts, these old concepts, and kind of go into these new understandings. All these old understandings it depends on your on your position. You know, for some souls it's new, for some souls it's old. You know, uh, me in general. Um, a lot of things for me is new. A lot of things for me are old. It's, it depends on 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 the angle, but at the same time, everyone everyone you know needs to start looking into themselves. Into themselves. A lot of times people don't do that. They're so quick to look outside of themselves, and everybody wants to judge, but nobody wants to judge themselves because nobody likes what they see. I don't understand that. You know, nobody wants to look in the mirror, but everybody wants to look at somebody else. You know, and it mm-hmm. makes it makes no sense because, you know, you should be your worst critic and your only critic. You know, mm-hmm. and like but you said, all, the game through through the program and the game, the Americans' top model, and you know, all of the reality shows with these basketball wives and. You know, everything has, you know, hip-hop love and hip-hop. Like, they created these reality shows to allow people to 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 actually, you know, these reality 
so-called pseudo-reality stars are being, they're creating them in order for people to judge them, you know what I mean? So they have a new pantheon of, you know, people to begin to uh, look at outside of self. So now everybody is tuning into these shows and whatnot, and they're, you know, like, I'm I'm speaking of them specifically above, they're, they're like, specific more so than musicians and actors because these, you know, musicians have talent. Like, they're singing, you know, and then people may get into their private lives, who they're sleeping with and who they have in church, but more so the reality stars more so are the ones that they're putting out there to say, judge that person. You know what I mean? This week we're going to judge them. We're going to eliminate them if we don't like them. If they don't sing right, well, if they don't do this thing right, we're going to get rid of them. We're going to eliminate them. You know what I mean? Or, you know, this person, um, you know what I'm saying, she can't be a model because, you know, she didn't walk this way and she didn't. So people are looking at that and they're looking at themselves like, well, shit, I'm not. You know what I mean? It's, it's making people devalue themselves. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's like back in the day when Barbie came out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I knew from the jump, this is why I got into the medicinal component. This is why I started the nutraceutical company, because I already knew the pharmaceutical industry is a fraud. Just from my experience and understanding that from the time that I reincarnated here, they, this particular life journey, um, these uh, particular hospitable philosophers is not caring anything. They're just hospitable philosophers. You know, you go to a hospital and you see a philosopher. Well, what do you call them? A hospitable philosopher. But they're not there to care. Right? It's all trickery, play of words. Yeah. Right yeah. now, it's that going on. I don't pay too much attention to all the physical play, meaning I don't pay too much attention to what I see on the TV and the radio, like all the physical attributes of the illusion. I don't pay attention to because I could change that at will. You know, I pay attention mm. to I pay attention to life. But that's eternal. You know, and that's beyond what we see. So what we see is a creation of what we got full control of. And that's called life. So it's like you can't let the illusion get you so caught up to where it starts tainting your ability to create. Because you created or we created the illusion. Because yeah. didn't create. And then created itself. Yeah, exactly. So at any given time, if we come together as, as minds, as one mind, on a causal realm, because the causal realm is is where we universally think together. Is the uh, what they would say from um, the Nobel Peace Prize? I forget his name. The waves of noon. You know, where we all, you know, drink from the same causal reservoir, the same celestial reservoir. This is where we need to connect. We're so caught up with the physical world that we forgot about the causal, the causal body. It's just like a physical body. There's a causal body and there's an astral body. And because we were raised in the public school system, they didn't teach us none of this shit. They taught us how to work and pay bills. Mm-hmm. You know, but we yeah. have two other bodies. We have two other bodies that exist. Like right now, we are causally connected. All our minds right now are connected. You know, I know you, I know both of you, you know, Bruno, I know our minds have always been connected, meaning we we connect so well here physically because we drink from the same celestial reservoir as what we would call momads. But a lot of times we, as a culture, we don't understand the science. We're so caught up in the physical components of life, and the fact is that that's why we're suffering, because we're caught up in a particular component of life and not full life or full life itself. All right. A lot of people, you know, in the chat are responding to what's being said in there identifying with symptoms, you know what I'm saying, of what we're talking about, but they want to know how does one come out of this? How does one wake up, you know what I'm saying? How does one set themselves back into alignment, okay? And, um, you know, are there more details that you could share about cleansing and the detox? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of things I could share. I mean, the detox is very important. I mean, the colon cleanse is, is, is important, too. It's like hand-in-hand. Hand. The colon cleanse and the detox. 
That's that's on a material level. That's the first step. That's the fundamental foundations of actually getting yourself out of the gutter, so to speak. Getting yourself out of the shithole that attends your calling. You know what I'm saying? Because first of all, your calling can really densify your, your subject, your body. It can make you so dense and so sluggish that you can't even elevate into the essence of Godhood because you've been anchored yourself down with a boatload of shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's very important, not just to cleanse the colon, but to understand how the colon got that way to begin with. It's very important to look at your lifestyle, how you live your life. is very important because you brought your colon to that state based off of how you were living your life. Don't let the depression take you to McDonald's and buy a burger because you don't you feel like you deserve it because you've had a rough day. Nah. You know, certain things that people, the way that people live, and they give themselves excuses and then don't understand why their life is the way it is. You know, so there's certain things that people do that maybe they can't even fathom. They won't, even, they won't even think that that has so much effect on my life. The way I eat has so much effect on my emotions and my mental capacity to think and concentrate. And then you've been eating like this practically all your life because they call it the American diet. The food pyramid, so to speak. And then you can't understand why your mind is so disarray, so chaotic. Why you can't focus, why you can't think. Why you're so emotional. Why you're so distraught at times, happy one day, sad the other. People can't understand and they go seek professional help. And next thing you know, they're on Prozac and Ritalin and all other kind of stuff. And that makes it even worse. It's just a rabbit hole after that point. There's no way of getting out because you're going to the wrong people for help. You know, so what you can do is that the one thing, well, the colon is, is very important. The reason why I say that is because if you don't consume the appropriate, well, when you do consume the appropriate foods, because if I give you a nutritional guide and I say, look, I want you to stick with this guy. This guy's going to give you a lot of nutrients. It's going to take your brain wave to a new level. If I tell you that, it would be a true statement, but it would only be true if you got a clean colon. The only reason why I say that because if you don't, you wouldn't be able to digest any of the food, meaning you wouldn't be able to break the food down into the appropriate minerals and nutrients to feed yourself. So you basically piss it out. So that's why if you if you don't have a good colon, that means you don't have a good, how can I say, mechanism of turning your food into nutrients. It's an alchemic process. I'll tell everybody all the time. It's the same process it takes to turn base metal into gold. It's the same process the digestive system goes through turning food into nutrients. Well, if you can't turn food into nutrients, you're sick, and you're only going to keep getting sick mentally, emotionally, and physically. Colon cleanses, number one thing. Then detoxing, because you got to get the toxins out after you deal with the colon. So we have a package online. Matter of fact, this is what I'll do, actually, being that I'm on the wave and I'm talking to people right now. If you order tomorrow, because I'm, I'm not going to get on you tonight, but I'll put, in a, I'll put out a particular code. Matter of fact, it'll be for all your listeners. I'll give it to you in blue, and y'all can spread it to all your listeners. So for all your listeners, I'll give you a 30% off package. You know what I mean? The package is at purebodybotanicals.com. And, um, you know, 
But before I go into that component, it's very important to detox colon and build your immune system. You know, those are just so important for you to do. If you maintain a certain type of clarity in your body, and then it's your lifestyle. I mean, how did you get this sick? I mean, how did you get to a point where um, you're emotionally destroyed? A lot of people don't understand how they got to this point. Matter of fact, who loved it? Because I've been doing this for the last week. I've been giving free consultations for everybody that buys a package for um, 15 minutes twice a day for a month. I mean, sorry, twice a week for a month. So, so I think it's very important for people to understand the mental and the emotional components of detoxing, of um, elevating yourself. Because disease is a mental situation, it's an emotional situation, and then it manifests into something physical. But if you're able to tap into its origin, if you're able to tap into where this disease is emitting from, then you can conquer it before it even gets to the physical state of being, which is the whole point. But being that we're so disconnected with our emotions and our mind, we actually let the disease manifest physically into pain where we can officially take care of it because we had no conscious awareness of where it actually came from. This is what I want to assist people with. This is why I do the consultations so they can understand emotionally and mentally where the disease emitted from, how disease came into fruition. That's so important because once you understand that, you won't allow it to happen again. You won't allow it to. You have what we call at that point common sense. Common sense obliterates all disease. But you have to clear out the rubbish, so to speak. You've got to clear house. You've got to clean everything out. You've got to spring clean. Well, at this point, I guess it's fall cleaning, you know, and deal with yourself. It's very important. I mean, I can't express how important it is because without cleansing your uh, colon and detoxing, it's like you are only going to clutter your solar plexus, which is the seat of your emotional brain. This is what technically what they call it in science, the seat of your emotional brain. It's directly connected to your emotions, your solar plexus, and it's directly connected to your digestive system. It's directly connected to your genital system, which is your sexual organs. It's directly connected to your colon, your emotions. It's directly connected to your digestive system. So, that being said, how many people listening right now have digestive issues, have problems with bowels as far as their bowel movement, and then at the same time, maybe at times emotionally or mentally distraught, feeling sluggish, tired, a little blues, it all relates to one another, okay? It's very important to understand that. But like I said, if anyone... If anyone wants to have um, a discussion with me personally, just um, give me a call. And then um, if I'm not available, leave me a message. But you can leave me an email, too. And I'm going to go ahead and give you guys my um, my 800 number that you can reach me um, at. Okay? So you can call 877-964-3727, extension 813, 877-964-3727, or... 87796herbs H E R B S extension 8 one more time sir. one more time 
877-96-HERBS, 877-964-3727. And you can also email me at Seth, excuse me, Seth, S-E-T-H, at purebodyawareness.com. Drop me an email. I'll I'll always reply within 24 hours. Seth at purebodyawareness.com. And right now I just want to engage with the people, and I'm doing as much free consultations as I can to deal with the mental aspects and the emotional aspects of um, of healing. So um, it's very important that I get this out of the way. Thanks. Any 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 questions on the chat panel? Excuse me. Any more questions on that chat panel? Um. Yeah, I I don't see any more questions coming through necessarily uh, from from the chat per se, but I can tell you that um. You know, people people are, are very much at my travels interested in any and everything that they can acquire information wise to lose weight. You know what I'm saying? So I mean the colon cleanse in general, just by taking it you're gonna lose weight. Because your colon itself is holding is holding you down. It's like a bad anchor. I mean, you know, you're shipped and you're, you're you're driving your soul. You know, you're you're traveling, should I say, in, in your body, moving. And, you know, but I count people they feel stagnant, like they can't move, like they feel stuck. It's that colon. It's like a bad. It's like an right. anchor. You know, you don't throw your anchor out if you're trying to make moves. You know I'm saying you're gonna be dead in the water. So that's what a lot of people mm-hmm. doing. They got their anchors out, but they're talking about they're trying to make moves. <laughs> Don't make any sense, but hey, you know, sense is not that not that common these days. So you get a lot of that going on. A lot of boats talking about they're trying to make moves, but you see the anchors on the left hand bow. You know what I mean? And then you look at the slip boat, you look at the captain like something ain't right. Doesn't make any sense. But Hey, if everybody agree that having your anchor out and going nowhere is a norm, <laughs> I guess it's a norm. Right. But, you know, like I said, you know, this is why we're here. We're here to do something about it. You know, I'm also going to have meditation um, meditation groups, you know, starting next week. You know, I'm going to have the um, Pure Body Awareness Temple site out next week, too you know, which deals with, um, you know, we're going to get together. I'm really building an organization for people to get to so everybody can log on to the temple site and join for free. And I'm going to have a lot of audio books up. People can, um, can, can download. A lot of PDF books up. People could download. You know, people can get to me. I'm going to have my schedule up so people could book free 15-minute schedules just to talk to God. Um, you know, I'm building on multiple levels, you know, um, really getting into building government from a government perspective, education, you know, is a primary at this point. But I'm also looking for personnel. I'm also looking for people with experts or expertise in certain areas because I, I need a team in order for me to build the um, the um, society up on a level that we can actually uh, make a difference. You know, I'm, 
you know, my children are going to have children, and their children are going to have children, and so forth. So we have to do something about that. Like, I'm not going to let my children be born into a type of environment that's not conducive to evolution. Period. Right. But I, and I'm pretty sure for a lot of people out there listening that agrees, if they have children or if they, you know, don't have children, my main point is to say that if I'm going to speak, or as I'm speaking, I'm speaking with the whole concept of building a team, a conglomerate, a worldwide team. So everybody that's listening, you know, I need assistance and I need help in order to build, in order to grow, in order to evolve with new ideas, bring them into fruition. Be with us. Hello? Yeah, is the brother still with us? According to the um the call studio, he's still in. Yeah, he might have just knocked mute on his own phone. Not quite sure. Brother Seth, are you still there? Like... Yeah, I'm still here. I think I tapped mute, my bad. I'm here, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm not even sure where I tap you, <laughs> but um, like if anybody else, like I was saying, like I, I, uh, I'm here to build. I'm here to build, and um, I got a couple companies, and I can really bring a lot to community to the community when it comes to employment. I can help support a lot of families, a lot of families. I just want support from my own community. I'm getting support from other communities that want me to enter you know, their circumference and help build their community. Like, I, they literally want me to come, they relocate me and my company to help build their community, and their community is not my community. My point, my, my, my reason for saying this is I want help for my own, period. So, Because they'll know. kidnap you. What's up? Because I said they'll kidnap you and the community yeah. won't, you know, They'll 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 roll out the red carpet and make it right, and then yeah. the community will lose another one. They call it the brain drain. The community will lose yet another potential, you know, uh, uh, salute. They'll they'll lose another solution based teacher because of ineffectiveness and the fact that you know they're just you know stagnation. You know, I'm, and I'm only saying that because I'm seeing it happen at a fast pace. At an alarming rate. An alarming rate. Brothers and yeah. sisters are being, they're being abducted into other communities. You see what I'm saying? With the promises, you know, they're just offering them minuscule things. They're not even give. they're not even, they're not even hitting them with the blank check or the funding and whatnot. They're saying, yo, we're, we offering free dental over here, and niggas is running like, oh, I'm out. Like, they're just yeah. offering a roof. They're offering, like, you know, they're just offering a, 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 a weekly stipend and stuff like that, simple things, and I'm like, come on, family. Oh, yeah. Don't I mean, that's... Y'all don't know what's going to People are getting drafted to the other team. 
Oh yeah, and a lot of us don't know our worth. So it's like you know, so it's like we getting undercut. For me, I mean, I know, I know every penny I'm worth, every penny, you know. And the fact is, I can get every penny if I wanted to, because I know what I'm worth. But the thing is, I'm not for sale. Dude. You know, I was, I never was for sale. Mhm. You know yeah. It's like, you know, I look at me. I'm, I'm, I was born a trillionaire. You know, as far as into this body, when this body goes, I'll still be a trillionaire. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. So, you know, like I just want support for my community. Like my, my thing is, I know who I am. I know what, what, what fires me up. And you know, I started this career young, and you know, I've, I've made a good amount of money in this in this career at a young age. But I left it all behind, and I threw all my chips into this one basket to help my community. This is why I did it. Like I literally threw all my chips left that European environment that I was in that was blessing me with with my with paying me for my services because I couldn't do it no more. I couldn't live that lifestyle no more. Understanding that. Every time I went to my community, brought a tear to my eye because of the fact that I can see. The fact that mm-hmm. I can see, I, you know, I can see. And now that I'm at this point that I put all my eggs in this one basket for my community, I'm just making sure nobody tips it over. At the same time, I just want help. I want help from the people that I'm helping. That's all I want right now is help from the people that I'm helping. You know what I'm saying? And I want to build my community. And I want people to feel the same way. I just, it's a little uh, uncomfortable, but I know why it exists. I know why it's hard to get help from my own. I mean, my own family didn't help me build this business because nobody in my family is an, has a, an entrepreneurial uh, perspective on how to build businesses. So, it wasn't expected. I kind of see the same thing in the community that we're so used to working for someone that we don't understand what is needed to build a community. You know, if I was in the Hasidic or you know community with the with the um, with the uh, certain types of Jews, me 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 myself, my my uh, grandparents, and you know uh, migrated from Portugal as Sephardic Jews, but. At the same time, I know a lot of people in the community that don't know anything about their history, and that's what stagnates them because they don't have some sort of fundamental foundations about themselves. It drives me to understand who I am, or it drives me because I do understand or I do understand who I am. Mm-hmm. No reference. I want to bring this concept back to the community. I I got a multi-billion-dollar company growing here. I'm just not getting supported by my own community. There's so much I could bring to the community or so much the companies that I've been able to establish could bring to the community on so many diverse levels. And one of them deals with the heritage of the community, dealing with the genealogy of the community, dealing with bringing back the forefront education when it comes to DNA of the community. It's a lot of things we need to understand who we are in order for us to move forward and build. You know, we need to understand who we are as a culture. A lot of times we, we latch on to these organizations because we can't latch on to ourselves because we don't know who we are. So we latch on to organizations because they claim to have the key. No, they don't got the key. You the only one that got the key. 
Mm-hmm. You got to tap into who you are in order for you to be free. You can't tap into these organizations, man. A lot of these organizations, all they want you to do is be subjected to them because they already know your mind has already been in servitude so long that all you, all, you, all they got to do is, is slide of the hand, slide of the hand. How do you think you're being free by jumping over here with me? But what is true freedom if you don't know who you are? I don't understand that. If you don't know who you are, what is true freedom? Right. So that's my thing right now. And I look at the children because these mothers, they're popping out these children into bondage. I put a, um, a post up that said inherited wealth versus inherited yeah, wealth. Yeah, I've seen that. You it's know, so true. As a as a as a people, as a nation, we do not exhibit inherited wealth. We don't that's just a concept that's almost like these babies are not being born into nothing that was passed down to them. No, I'm gonna tell you something. A sneaker collection, a record we passing a C D collection and an M P three A in the I and the iTunes era. Like, what are we passing down? Some furs and shit? Like, oh, you know, you can wear my Sean John fur. But if you look at our community, too. My lipstick collection. What's up? Like, the people are passing down lipstick collections. The, the whole, I got the whole Mac collection right here. I'm going to give that to my daughter. Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, but our community is sick. It's sick. I mean, the things we do, it, it, it doesn't contribute to to a mind of a creator, you know, as far as how we think. I mean, just in general. When I, when I study finance, I study a lot of things so I can know what I have to face. You know, I, I have, you know, I'm not going to create hurdles via my imagination. This is why I stay focused. Because if I'm in a 50-meter dash, it's a 50-meter dash, not a 100-meter hurdle. I like to make sure that I know what I'm doing because I tell everybody this. Never let your imagination supersede your own intelligence. You don't want to do that. You'll start creating hurdles when they never existed. Mm. If we do it all the time, we do it all the time. You know what I mean? A lot of times in our community, this is the science, this is the math. In our community, one cycle and the money leaves the community. That's it. All it takes is one cycle and it leaves the community. But if you go to the Jewish community, it cycles their community twelve times and better. You go to Iraq, you go to the um, Arabic community, it cycles I think eight, nine times. You go to the Hispanic community, it cycles I think they say four to five times before it leaves the community. But you go to our community, it doesn't cycle. It immediately, whatever we make immediately leaves our community. We don't reinvest it into our community. Why? Because psychologically, we don't commune. Mm-hmm. We don't commune. We don't see our own self. We don't see our children as investments. I don't understand that, though. My my daughters are my prized investments. I mean, look at a child, frequency. This is common knowledge. This is why people lack common sense, because they don't invest in things that are just common sense investments. The child frequency is the highest frequency right above gold. So if I'm going to invest, it's going to be gold or my child. Those are the two highest frequencies here on earth. Mm. So 
why would I invest on the highest frequency here on earth, which is my child? Why would I? It's common sense, you know, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's common sense. My child is, is worth more than gold. I learned this from African culture. Of how they treat and look at their children. The African man told me this personally. And that's, that's what I wanted to go back on earlier when I was saying that, you know, um, I forgot who it was, but they were saying the whole concept of the Garvey movement back to Africa, the whole concept of, you know, this Pan-African movement, you know, we have to get back to Africa. It wasn't the physical body going back to Africa. It was more so the mind first. We're not even thinking People talk about they're, they're pro-black and all this other. They're, the mind state is not even of the continental African because the continental African has demonstrated in front of you, not in, in plain sight, like he's, he's giving it to you barefoot in your face what community and communal living and these concepts are. People don't even, they're not even following that. No. You don't even got to get the ticket or the visa. These people, these if this should turn into the Kente cloth movement, where if you could show in your passport that you got, you was in Ghana and all of that, or you went to Kemet, that you all of a sudden a convenient African, but you're not even community. You don't even, you're not following the concepts of an African. And they're not. talking about, let's say the village is raising a child. Okay, it takes a village to raise a child. That the child is to be held above gold. Exactly. It takes a village too because I, I haven't been to one lecture. I just want to share this. I haven't been to one lecture with all of the Kente cloth wearers, all of these two organizations, all of these convenient Africans, these one pseudo Pan Africans, that nobody have ever did anything for the children. I ain't seen a bucket go around. I haven't heard anybody say we're going to create a fund. At the end of this lecture, where we charge you niggas $40 to get in. We're going to at least, we got these little child geniuses in the audience. And when I go on Facebook, you got 12-year-olds, 10-year-olds, they start their own companies. You got these 12-year-olds going into these colleges now. You know what I'm saying? You got Autumn Ashanti. She came on the show with her campaign. To, um, she's 15 year old inside of you. Know, I've never seen no organization, no lecturer, no teacher, no master teacher, no master students. None of them ever say at the end, of, at the beginning or the end of a lecture, yo, here's three hundred dollars. This is to incorporate your company, so you're legal. Here's fifty dollars. Here's five dollars to even buy a website. Like none of that shit has occurred in my presence. But I, I went around the Africans, and they rain, they make it rain on the babies. Like, I've seen them bring up a children, and they have collectively put thousands of dollars on top of the damn child. Okay? Yeah, yeah exactly. And these people coming out of shanty towns. These people coming out of shanty towns where, where they was living under palm trees. They had palm trees as, as uh, palm leaves as the roof. Yeah. 
Listen to the Your riches lay in your soul. Huh? See, your riches lay in your soul. Not in, not in the uh, not, not in the material things you acquire. This is why people, you may see someone that may not have, you know, the fancy car or the big house. Oh, shit. Hello? Hello? Yeah, let me check. Let me check the uh, back office and see what happens. Give me one second. Yep, his line dropped. Let me see if I could call him and bring him in. All right. It's it's the same. Yeah. If I don't make it, I don't make it back. Yes, indeed, family. The brother is definitely speaking some truth. You know what I'm saying? Opening up those portals of consciousness and shining that light. I say respect to him. Pure body awareness is his website. Go check the brother out. He has an exemplary product line. Um, Powerful herbs from the Amazon. Beautifully packaged. Presentation is superb. You know what I'm saying? Yes, indeed. I'm going to pay a bill, going to a commercial um, while we await the brother to come back. All right? Just give me one second, y'all. From times of lore, ancients believed gold aided in prolonged lifespans and cured many diseases. It is proven to enhance mental astuteness and sharpen intuition. Gold aids in optimal bodily function and increases electrical conductivity and cellular electrical impulses. Gold can balance energy fields and is beneficial for opening and balancing the crown, heart chakra, and the third eye. One of the main benefits from an active third eye, or pineal gland, is the ability to have lucid dreams. This elixir of life is now available in two ounces for an amazing low price of $49.99. Our bodies are our temples, and soul gold liquid drops is essential to our transformation. Order now. Go to www.soulgoldbiz.com today. Family, all right, peace. Welcome back to the Legs Radio. We are waiting to see if Brother Red is able to call Brother Seth on the freeway, bring him back into the conversation. I am going to pick up exactly where we left off. I do see a few hands up in the call queue. We would try to get to uh, callers before tonight's conversation is all over. Okay. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Let me call him. I, I was uh, his phone died, but he just called me on the line. I'm gonna bring him in. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Consider that a blessings, family. All right, the brother's coming back to join us. And um, 
finish up his dissertation. We knock out a few callers. Yeah, uh, we here. All right, I'm here. I'm yes, back on. Yes. yes. Sorry about that, fellas. Wasn't watching yes, my battery. Thanks. Uh huh. We got about twelve minutes left. So, okay. uh, what you want to do, Blue? I mean, we got like two callers with their hands up in the call queue. I don't yeah, know why not? Tackle that. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's let let's the family sound off. Let's go to the first caller. All right. See a caller in there from two o five two o five four twenty two. Caller from the two o five four two two. Caller. Peace. Peace. What it is? What it is? Red. What it is? Blue. This is what Melo called Birmingham man representing the L box. Melo, like he did not What's good with you? Ah uh, man, you know we out here working, we working, we working, baby. You know what I'm saying? We out here working, trying to pump the alkaline product at the same time. So I need to get in contact with the, with the brother Rael, man, for real. Up on that dietary, I need like a, a black print. You know what I'm saying? Something like I can go by. You know what I'm saying? And definitely. Uh, Get it out to the people because, you know, Friday nights we're doing it. You know what I'm saying? Freestyle Fridays, all that, far and Friday. So I definitely need the service, you know. No doubt. Seth. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Um, share, share your information with the young guard. These are my peoples right here out of Alabama. they doing um, the work. Definitely, definitely. I would love to build um. Matter of fact, you know what you could do? Why don't you just drop me all your contacts at my email, and I'll call you first thing tomorrow morning. Seth, S-E-T-H, at purebodyawareness.com. So it's S-E-T-H, at purebodyawareness.com. If you drop me an email tonight, I'm going to be hitting you up tomorrow morning. Will do. Will do. Peace, Lord. Thank you, man. Well, Don, any time, man. Just call me and make it happen. We'll do, we'll do. I blue, I red. In a minute, baby. All right. No doubt. Blue. Yes, sir. All right. We got another call up in the call queue. This is caller from the eight six zero eight six zero six eight zero eight six zero caller. Ah, baby. How y'all doing tonight, brothers? All is well in the show. <laughs> And particularly earlier in the show, I believe Red Pill was talking about the effects of, I guess, besides the drugs, but also the video games. These brothers or caucasoids in playing that enrage their inward feelings to what they really try and draw out when they play certain games. Yes, sir. My question to you. Well, actually, one one thing. Do your brothers ever looked at or actually played the, the GTA Five? That's my first question before I ask the question that. What Grand Theft Auto Five? Yeah, the new one. <laughs> no, sir. Okay. All right. Well, that's my last. You were gonna ask me a cheat code or something, was you? Oh yeah, <laughs> no man. Come man, please man. I don't. If I was, if you I was, if I was, I mean, I played Grand Theft Auto from back in the days, though. San Andrea and the first one. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I have messed with that, but you know. But anyway, 
one thing I was in regards to bring in particular that um is um because some of the games have the sublime message. I noticed one friend told me when I when I first got when I got the game that it said that they're not activating the online service of the game till the first day of October. So now I was thinking say what why would they even prolong so that anybody can most thing when most people play these video games and I don't really play every game. Because I know most people really that really into they play the first person shooters. I know that they want people to play the campaign. So I'm saying, what type of subliminal message they put in? I mean, in regards to, I mean, because usually when when they, when they say that they want people to go through the campaign, it looks like they really want the beast wants you to look to see what type of message you put in in the game, so that people sit there and who will waste time playing for the campaign. Well, whatever they did, the campaign worked because they made they did 800 million. One week. Yeah, I know they're going to make the money. Yeah, they made the they money. They did $800 yeah. million on the opening day. Opening day, rather, yeah. So, remember, they, they did it. They did, like, the Internet. They did a free version of it, right? They were they on the Internet a few weeks ago for free, a free plan. You could try it out. I don't know I don't know what the marketing campaign or the marketing strategy behind not doing it live until October 1st is, you know. Okay. That made it. That that may have boosted their sales. I know. I'm I'm not sure. Probably. I think usually they usually put like some things during the story mode that most people because kind of some people just play for entertainment, just like watch movies entertainment. But they put these little like you know blips here and there. That I guess if people really using their so-called common sense of third eye, they might pick on some of the shit. I don't know. That's why I kind of brought that up because usually. And at times, you know, when people do anything because they bring on online gaming for the last couple of years, the first thing people do when they get games like this or Call of Duty or them, they go straight to online to go challenge others. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so at times, they, they, they want somebody to catch, they want somebody to catch them on the game. They, they also try and appropriate, just like the movies. That's why I'm just only bringing up to shit like, you know, I know most of y'all don't really play games like that, so. Oh, no. That's like, you know what I'm saying? But um, big, moving on, um, and I also was looking at a magazine article on the so-called. And I don't want to go into the games, but I just want to get this out of the way because it, it kind of bothers me. Like, um, well, we got one more caller in the queue, so let's be um, courteous. Okay. To, to the next caller, if you have another question, please ask it. All right, and all right. Well, well, my other question in regards um, to the brother that's the guest. Hello, guest. Seth, right. Brother Seth. Hey, Seth. Peace, come here. Yes. Yeah, I'm here. Um, I think you said earlier, Seth, um, in regards to, um, I'm trying to remember. It's not the fear thing, but like you said, in particularly, um, the pyramid on the top to bottom. Yeah. So you're saying that most people that say, some people like myself or anybody else that's part of thinking, say we want to formulate a sensible business. It, we have to look at it in a sense of the reverse. Instead of saying going from the ground up, we should face that trying to go to the top, then move to the bottom. Is there anything to elaborate on that? Because I always remember about pyramids, and usually I, I never think too deep about how a structure in regards to, you know, to change figures instead of starting from the ground up, usually what makes sense to start from top to bottom. Just like you write from right to left, you write, you write to start from your well, 
Yeah, right to left, yeah. You should write left to right. So I, I want you to elaborate on that particular question. Or yeah, I'll break, it down, I'll break it down in 60 seconds. I mean, pretty much top-down thinking is with a mental projection. It's like we have three bodies, the mental, emotional, and physical. We're trapped in the physical, so we think everything we build has to be from the physical there on up. But if you're a soul, if you're a spirit, you know as a soul, as a spirit, everything is created from the mind. It's a mental projection. It's called the etheric force. Now, if you call in the pyramid, you'll notice that the um, the uh, capstone is carbon dated to be older than the cornerstones. So, therefore, the concept behind this pyramid is that it was built from the top down. Now, stone builders, a man of a layman-type perspective, can only think within the material forces so we have been taught as laymen can only look at the pyramid from a fundamental perspective and think in our minds, think, think in our minds, think in our minds that the physical component was built first, but we thought about it first. So that tells me that the mind created it first before the physical component. So it's always important to understand the mind creates, not the physical substance. The mind is the blueprint of the physical substance. So... As a God, you ascend, you know, or should I say you descended from somewhere. And if you go to China, they'll they'll tell you that they descended from imperial heavens. So it's more like the concept of building from the top down. You just got to know where you come from, basically. And you didn't come from, or you're not, you're not being created by material forces. You created the material forces. So it's just good to understand that. So when you when you start to build, you don't you don't build in the material world. You build in your mind, and with your mind, you create the blueprint. Now, my first year of college, I was architectural tech major, and all I did was blueprints. Blueprints, why? To build a solid physical structural force. So you always build from your mind first before you build anything physical. So top down, mind first, projection into matter. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. So, um, I'm hoping that um, I bring this yes. this, this this subject with the video games next time because I do want to break this down. As I right. we'll get around to it, brother. Thank you, as always. Okay. Thank you. Please. Peace. Real quick, last caller, caller from the two one five six zero nine two one five caller. Peace. Oh, peace, peace. What's up, pills? Uh, good evening, good brother. Hey, peace. I um I know we don't have a lot of time. I actually didn't even push the button. My hands were full, and I um had a little personal moment. I started going on a rant by myself because I was really, you know working on a project, and it put me in a queue. So basically, I just want to say you know what's up to everybody. Um, thank you for the information, brother Steph L. Um, Brad, congratulations. I didn't get a chance to congratulate you formally on your on your young queen, uh, as I call her, baby pink girl. Um, that's why I called you earlier, you know what I mean, just to say congratulations because i kind of been in, in my own little zone because my birthday is on the equinox. So, you know, verbal season, I kind of just go in and, and kind of make my projections for my next year. So that's kind of what I've been yes. doing. But 